0: Ooh
1: yeah! Killer Pods from Outer
2: Space presents... War Games! What is
3: up, party people? Welcome back to another episode of Killer from Outer Space. I'm
1: Jeff. And with me, as always, is Vinny. How's it going, Vinny? Hello, welcome back, everybody, to a very special War Games. This is going to be a doozy. We're in a nice smoke bombed oh studio. It is but smoked out there. The smoke here. is clearing, and the fires are roaring. Um, we gave everybody a sneak peek at this, is going to be happening. It's been long talked about. I have had a lot of anticipation for it. We have two brothers with us tonight, uh, picking the list with us for top Nick Cage. Brother
4: Pete's back. Killing me won't bring back your goddamn honey. Whoa!
3: Hold on, wait. I think I oh, I lost it. I was gonna try and use one of the sound effects buttons, but I <laughs> I don't know
1: what's what. The quote was much better than the sound. Yeah. Effect. I was gonna do the clapping like that. Ah. Okay. Well, yeah, let's see it for the next one. Yeah. Guest producing tonight, we got Brother Sean back, returning from Camp Blood episode. I I don't. Yay. Yeah, wait, I'm trying. Hey. 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 Wait. (laughs) Who told a joke? I don't know. Don't start playing with those buttons. I know, I'm
3: not. start calling you Josh. No, stop that. I won't do it. How's everybody doing on this
4: cold evening? Happy to be here. Good. We're happy. Ready to go.
3: Sean looks intense. He's ready.
1: He's ready to... He's got a referee. That or
3: the weird log mushrooms have gotten to him. Maybe.
1: (laughs) Kicking in. (laughs) Start seeing a twitch. Yeah. Am I dripping? He starts pawing the air.
0: Just full-on cage. Full-on cage.
3: Full-on cage. If you start licking the air and talking about schnozberries, (laughs) I'm leaving. Well, man, we got a big one. This is a big one. I got a big one. We're going to skip some. No, (laughs) wait. Well, um, maybe. We're
1: going to skip some segments, right?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I I got... um, I just want you to go right to your B. I don't want to do any news. I don't want to waste time with um, my music. music. I mean, I could get really eccentric with it in honor of the man himself, but I don't...
1: Don't forget uh, to have some music fired up for when we go on intermission.
3: Oh, 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 that's probably right.
4: Goo Goo Dolls probably makes sense.
3: Oh, Iris, <laughs> why not? Long way down, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Only two Goo Goo Dolls songs I know. So. Featured uh, on a certain soundtrack. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, man. Like there is beer aplenty. So right, get yeah. into we're it.
1: We're going to. Um, we're going to feature a few tonight, but to kick things off. I went on a trip nearby. We have Tired Hands uh, Brewing Company. They are in Ardmore, PA, just outside of Philadelphia. They do some very, very creative s- styles. Like, he ma- or not he, New Brewer, Brewing Team, mashes up a lot of different styles. Uh, they do beer wine hybrids. They do some very cool IPAs, a lot of really good uh, Saisons. This is a variation or a riff on what's become one of their flagships and is probably, probably my favorite IPA, Alien Church. I haven't had it. Oh. Really? Well this is this isn't the classic. This is uh Oh, a new one. This is a DDH um DDH version of it. It's called Drippy Church. Ah. So and I think it's like extra hazy DDH version of it. Very cool can art with a fucked up like tar man poop guy waving his candle around. I like it. Good stuff. Oh, Jeff, what are you drinking?
3: I have a uh, a beer of my own uh, from the Reading Draft Company. Uh, it's a handcrafted since 1921. I'm drinking a root beer. <laughs> mm. that, that Reading
1: that Reading style.
3: Uh, You're going to get a couple episodes, at least for a while, of me drinking soda pops or iced teas. Let me see. What do we got here? Uh, Carbonated water, sugar. Uh, You know, no fun hops, that's for
4: sure. Maybe bring some kombucha. (laughs) Ah, there
0: you
3: go. Maybe. maybe. But uh, I like their stuff. Maybe some kefir. If you are a soda fan as I am, of the old styles. Root beer, birch beer, sarsaparilla. The Redding Draft is where it's at. Cream soda?
2: No, I'm not a cream soda fan. Love cream soda. Uh,
3: Kutztown Draft, or whatever they're called, does some good stuff, too.
2: Maybe one
1: night I'll make you uh, a root beer float.
3: Ooh, that'd be nice. That'd be yeah, nice. I'll do that for
1: you. This beer is delicious. You're missing out. Yeah. Uh, it's like <laughs> got a little bit of that sweetness from all the hops. It's got a good hop bite. Definitely hazy and creamy. What's a, what's a percent on this? Um... I don't know. I would have to look that up for you.
2: Why is that becoming a thing where they don't always? Yeah, on the I'm telling you. I thought they had to. F- I think
3: they're wrong most of the time. That's what I think.
2: I'm sure it's boozy, but it doesn't taste. Yeah, good it's good. very
1: smooth. Good stuff. Tired hands came back strong from that. They had a. If you want to look it up on your own time, they had an ordeal. A couple. Uh, <laughs> I think you talked what, about a year it. ago. Well, we talked about it, as it was happening.
0: Mm.
1: But you know what? They. It, you don't have to look it up. Is they bounced back strong. The atmosphere was good. Everyone seemed happy and comfortable uh, working there. They're cranking out really good beers. The food was back in action. Their general store or merch store is way too inviting. I spent entirely too much money in there. Mm. Um, so they they bounced back strong. Good on them. All right,
4: let's get into the what we're doing here. The down and dirty. Can, can I touch on two things from oh, yes, our, your episode last week? I just wanted to bring up for sure. So. <clears throat> Ripes? Vinny didn't re- know or remember who Vincent D'Onofrio was uh-huh, and uh-huh. I wanted to bring up his probably most well-known iconic role which was uh, he was Edgar Edgar from Man Men in Black. Black.
1: No I know. Yeah I I don't know how I didn't know his name was Vincent.
3: Because mm, wasn't it like last month's Vincent meeting? <laughs> when all you yeah I yeah, was loving how
0: you're like
4: his name's Vincent huh? Like you know every Vincent. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> But yeah, I we just love tabs, that. I love that uh, that that scene. Where she's like, "I know Edgar, and that's not Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> his skin's hanging off his bones. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is Jeff mentioned multiple times when Bob Barker uh, died. Bob Barker is not dead. Bob Barker is definitely dead.
2: He's definitely dead. He's not dead. He is
4: absolutely Wait, dead. I thought he.
3: He's not dead. Bob Barker. I don't. He's from ninety-eight. No, he's, he's still dead. alive.
2: I don't
1: know. If that's accurate.
3: Googling up. right now.
1: Don't go on Wikipedia.
3: Bob Barker. No, I talked to Siri. She'll know. She doesn't know who Bob 90 Barker is. 98 years old. Jeez. Betty White just died, which everyone thought was like it never going to happen. What What then, did I
1: say about Bob, Bob then why Barker? I when he died, Drew Carey took over. He then why die. is he half assing it and not on Price is Right? Yeah, um, well, that's wrong with you, Bob. Uh, more too. He should at least. Sit in a chair going. He is think. absolutely still alive. Holy oh, shit. wow. We killed Bob Barker before... Huh. I, I... The price is wrong. I mean, it just... wasn't
3: like... It's, it, he just turned 98 in December. December I 12th.
1: I didn't even question it. I was like, yeah, he, he, did he's definitely dead. Well, I knew he
3: didn't... Like, when he retired, he didn't die. But... I, maybe it's one what? of those Mandela effects. Yeah, it must be. Hmm. I could have swore he died. Could have swore it. He probably thinks that half the time, too. I hope not. I hope he's, like, completely, like fine just chilling out like Man. he'll die and everyone's going to be like what yeah yeah like we're, huh wait,
2: What
1: didn't that happen in 2007
3: well somebody was like the other day to me they were like oh bob saget betty white who's the third one going to be i was like uh sydney potier died like 2 days ago yeah <laughs> not, that's messed that <laughs> up even yeah Who like that or that or was that the second one um,
4: yeah <laughs> kobe and kobe yeah
3: like kobayashi uh, kobe Bryant died. yeah he was <laughs> one of the three too soon wait this year did this, did this go over my head <laughs> he's still alive i thought no that's too a soon good. i don't get any of this talking uh, i mean i'm not trying to, to make fun of it it uh dude, we were talking about it at dinner like people were like crying and you're like why are you crying like kobe died like what did you know him no i guess you know, like, no i, I get it i i get that. morning you know like we do for like you know, metal guys and actors. Yeah, absolutely. You <laughs> mourn death of people. As you can hear, Vinny's playing with the fire. He's doing a very not great no, job of I,
4: it. I, I, to touch on that, I, I think that Bob Saget would think it's hilarious that, like, within minutes, cause, and this is how comedy goes, like, you just gotta jump it. Within minutes, people were just yes. posting clips of him from... Uh, have big saying, I suck dick for <laughs> COVID. <laughs> yes. And it's like this is how he'll be remembered. You ever suck <laughs> dick for weed? <laughs> it's Danny Tanner, god damn it. Uh so yeah, I mean that's how that's how comedy has to look Hey, up. Philly
3: guy, represent, right? Mm-hmm. Alright. Who's ready for this list? Oh man, I am not, but uh I'm ready so we to hear
1: are it. going with the Baker's Dozen. Do it right. That makes a baker's dozen for me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Heard you had another heart attack. Oh, Polish sausage. Piece of Polish sausage <laughs> lodged in my arteries. <laughs> um, so we're going to go top 13 Nick Cage. That helps us out with uh, our order and picking the list and everything. Having an odd number is always in favor. Um, so the way it's going to go, based on trivia winners. If you win the trivia and you decide you want that number one coveted pick, uh, that person will have pick one overall, or not, yeah, one overall, four, seven, and 10. If you decide to go the money in the bank route, where you can just straight up, no questions asked, steal someone's pick, completely take over the pick, you will get pick number three, five, eight, and 11. Uh, we've only had one situation where quantity over quality didn't go to loser or trivia. It was desired, and that gives you more overall picks <clears throat> than the other people. And you will have number two, number six, number nine, and the back-to-back picks starting off the list, 12 and 13.
3: Nice. Um, I do <clears throat> want to make a suggestion, though, now that we got uh, some stuff clear. I think trivia from <clears> now on every week should just be, is Bob Barker alive? <laughs> <laughs>
4: and mean, tops, yeah. it's a, you know. Yeah,
3: like it could happen momentarily. It could be the tiebreaker tonight.
2: And none of
4: us are checking.
3: No, I'm not, I thought he was dead. I was certain. I was, I was certain. He's out there spaying and neutering still, apparently. Did you know that it's also very possible that Rosa Parks
4: saw Shrek too? Oh, I get that one. She oh, didn't yeah. die until after Shrek 2 was made. Oh. And people kind of associated her with, you know, a long time ago. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I know who Rosa Parks just is. Just saying. One, kind of of the... one of those interesting facts that she could have seen Shrek 2. I'll
3: tell you what a Mandela, oh, I don't know if it's a Mandela effect or just ignorance when people think that Rosa Parks was in charge of the uh, Underground Railroad. Uh, <laughs> I that's hear that. Yeah, I hear that a lot. No, it was well, a lot. It I shouldn't was say a... hear a lot. She
1: was a bus heard, driver, right? Heard. Yeah, she yeah. drove the bus <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: from the back somehow. Yeah. It was amazing.
1: She was steering the caboose like in a fire truck.
4: I gotta say it's pretty Ooh. fucked up that uh, I mean, speaking of the Underground Railroad, uh, how long ago did they say that Harriet Tubman was gonna take over the twenty, and it's just like,
3: yeah, they're really dragging their feet on all that shit because yeah. they were gonna, I think they were gonna like rehaul all the money and, yeah. yeah, what did we get? We got a Susan B. Anthony that nobody uses and a Sacagawea that was like the mm-hmm. dumbest thing that ever come out.
4: Yeah, and then they redid the dollar gold coin and they're like more white guys. What? They just had presidents. Why account. are we
3: making coins? Don't know. Well, you know, we're the only country Surely in the world that doesn't
4: is. rely on, like every other country in the world relies on like $1 to $5 coins. Uh-huh.
3: Uh, and then all the crazy when it's like a million yen is like
4: bills. Like, it's why like singles are kind of, I mean, I imagine it makes it interesting with strip clubs.
3: Like, oh yeah, you can't be bouncing Sacagaweas off a of stripper's no, butt. But you
4: can put <laughs> cups in a certain place. You can do like quarters. You know, it, dollar you
3: know it's going to get out of hand. Yeah, It probably they probably no end up with. Uh, yeah. It would start off innocent enough, and then in 25 minutes, it would just be some like, of those coins like, are
4: pan, heavy. Pan, yeah. Pandemonium! Yeah, it'll oh jib- yeah, you ever jib- see jib- the, a tooth? The
3: Eisenhower dollars? Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll knock someone out. And teeth be flying. Terrible.
4: Those are made of pure silver. I hope nobody is spending those anymore. Yeah, I used to sell them <laughs>
3: to a guy and get money for them. No? I used to work in a bank, oh, bank so people yeah. would put know, them in my my the coin counting machine, thinking that they things are freaking huge. You can't count that, and I would just take them out when they left. Uh, Statute of limitations on that, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we got trivia now, I suppose. We do. With our guest producer. Producer. Who has been spending his time keeping the Nick Cage uh, movies in order, making sure none of us get out of line. He's probably more well-versed on all of them than any of us are at this point. I'm worried
1: about cutting two movies off our
2: list. I don't like that one. I don't want to
3: hear about it right now. All right.
0: Mm.
3: I'm ready when you are, Trivia Master. You guys ready
2: for a little trivia? Dungeon, mm-hmm.
3: dungeon Master.
2: A I'm nervous. I'm going a little outside the box on this. That's uh, the way to do it. I'm going to read it for you. Uh, so Nick Cage won't eat anything that mates in an undignified way. I actually choose the way I eat according to the way animals have sex. I think fish are very dignified with sex, and so are birds. He will never, however, eat this animal, because according to Cage, they're undignified in... Their undignified <laughs> mating makes them unfit to be eaten. Chickens. It's also the name of one of the pigs on pig. this list. Ah, you bastard! Uh, they do. I guess for Vincent, they do hump pretty
1: violently.
3: I was gonna say you rabbits. A, you ever seen a video? No, but I, like rabbits are just like. Bla, 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 bla. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what, what, what yeah, you? pigs are all versatile. Pick about it. your poison here.
1: I'm gonna
0: go
3: money in the bank. I knew that was coming. Mm-hmm. I I figured whoever won was taking
1: that yeah. immediately. Someone's getting robbed. Yeah. Especially if they put on, like, Ghost Rider 2.
3: (laughs) Oh, it's, like, high up there online. I've never even seen it, actually. Spirit of Vengeance. I'll tell you what. I know it's not going to be on the list, but I like Donald Logue, all right? Who? Donald Logue. He's in the first one. He's like his homeboy. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. Trivia 2.
2: Trivia 2. Okay, so Nicolas Cage proposed to this actress from the Truman Romance movie on the day he met her when she was 18. Um, on the spot, on Patricia okay. Arquette. Oh,
3: damn! I was gonna say it, but on the on the movie set or like okay, no, no, that's no, no, where no. I got confused because I was like, he's not in that. Movie. I mean, I'd probably propose
4: to her too the day I met her. Well, Nightmare on Elm Street, not recently, right? Up until even Boyhood, she she's. I'm saying you the first yeah, thing she, she was in was Nightmare on Elm Street, so yeah, but I mean the movie Boyhood. She was still pretty. Oh, I thought cool. you were talking about your boyhood. No, <laughs> a, like, um, all right, good enough. Hmm, this is difficult because I think I don't want number one. I think I want to take the quantity,
1: get those bottom two. Yeah, right, good some enough. Dark, there was some dark. Horses. I
3: I'm my number one. I think is something that you guys probably could care less about. So I'll just throw that out there. But I'm I'm super into my number one. So good. All right, cool. Um, know, when should now I? Re- I feel
4: like I need to change my mind. No, it's over. It's okay. the, the moment has passed. All, right. All right. It's in. So it's in. All right. I think
1: you want Quantity be on this,
0: Pete.
1: Yeah. All right. Let me do a quick recap. So Jeff is getting the number one overall pick. So that means he'll be drafting one, four, seven, ten. Uh, Pete chose quantity over quality. So he'll be getting two, six, nine, 12, 13. And I got the money in the bank, so I'll be going three, five, eight, and eleven.
3: Did I catch a Niner in there?
1: <laughs> Look, I was giving out like new codes. You are. All right.
2: Turn it in.
3: Sierra Hotel Niner.
2: So this is Peter with the number thirteen pick chooses Nicolas Cage Classic, The Christmas Carol. Whoa! <laughs> no way! <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yeah>. Whoa! <laughs> That's a little nod to JJ. Uh, I know
3: what that. I know exactly. What Sean
4: did was. actually point out to make to prove his point that uh, there is an animated version where Nick Cage does Marley's voice. Yeah. I saw. Yeah, I, yeah no, I, I saw that. Like, oh hilarious
2: because yeah. we He the joke but it, it wasn't going to get picked. Anyway. No. Uh, Pete chooses 2021's Willy's Wonderland. Oh. Okay.
4: Whoa! Oh. Oh, thirteen. You think higher? Oh, way higher. Really? Yeah. I could have put it higher, but I didn't. I thought that it, it doesn't hold up. Speak your piece. I'm just saying, it's, it, listen, we're not. No, no, don't, have to, don't, get def, don't get defensive every, right away. Every one of these movies. <laughs> no, go ahead. That's going to make this list, most likely, is uh, fucking amazing, so. Yeah, uh, you're not, you're not wrong, actually. <laughs> so, I just kind of thought, because it's only an hour and a half movie that just came out this year, that. A lot of people won't see, unfortunately. Even though I've recommended it to... I mean, we can get into it a little bit later, but I think that this is an underappreciated actor that people kind of throw to the side a lot. Yeah. Especially not in the most recent, like, three years, but in the gap between that and... Well, yeah. Anyway. But he's finally building his name back. Yeah, yeah.
1: And maybe we'll talk about it. I think we will. Pig is really getting his name out there.
3: Right. Yeah, it's got really high ratings on, like, everything. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it, unfortunately, so if it comes up, I don't have... So anyway, this is
0: a
4: movie where a kind of drifter fella is hired for the night to clean up an old kind of Chuck E. Cheese-esque children's restaurant, cafe, used for parties and, uh, you know, birthday parties and whatnot. But, um... Unbeknownst to him, this town has kind of uh, been cursed with these uh, robotic beings that uh, eat children. And yeah. So he, as the... As the uh, They're not just
3: children. They eat everybody. They just yeah. eat people.
4: So this is the... Uh, he, he was hired and uh, kind of seems suspicious from the beginning, but has to was, fight.
1: He was warned, right? To not do it by... Uh,
4: yeah, I believe so. And... Uh, so he goes in and he has to fight to the death with a bunch of rabid creatures of all sorts of different forms. And this was just like a beginning to end, you know, semi-horror, semi-science fiction, but, but, but dark comedy for sure. Uh, uh, full of arcades, dancing, chugging soda. Oh uh, yeah, big soda guy. It's just like everything you want. If you're a pure fan... Because there's a certain aspect about this movie that I don't want to spoil, but it speaks to his ability as an actor over and above anything else in this role. Because this, so I'm not gonna say what it is, but I don't know anyone else that could do what he does in this movie. Yeah. That so pulls it off. that's what I, I Wait, wanna, is that a
1: spoiler? It's not really a spoiler,
3: but I guess if you didn't know it going in, and then it as it, ta- I get what you're saying. So as it's happening. You're like you're kind of waiting, yeah. and it just it doesn't happen. Yeah. And I
4: feel like the payoff is better. Yes, yes. I agree. Okay, um, I'm glad he says something. I was about to say. I was gonna say. Compliment. My retort
3: is, this was the most satisfying Nicolas Cage movie I've ever watched in my life. Like, really? That's you, a bold statement. It is so satisfying because it is exactly what you want it to be, and the fact that the character is never even flinching. There is no like you're like what the hell's going on and you know it's it's a movie so they explain it it's it's pretty well laid out and easy to follow but his character doesn't care d- doesn't care what's going on doesn't flinch to what's going on and just the let me say the face acting alone <laughs> makes it all worth it and yes slamming the energy i guess they're energy drinks or sodas i couldn't tell what it was supposed to be at first thought they were beers and i was like oh can see where this is headed but no it's like energy drinks it has time. that
4: feeling is he's just like carrying him around in a yeah. plastic grocery bag yeah and
3: he's just like chugging them every hour or so uh yeah but he it just, was satisfying as he just
1: slays those that's what i mean like,
3: like there's just no it's not like a like oh my god why is this animatronic thing like creeping on me he's just like well i guess i'm gonna have to beat this ass <laughs>
1: <laughs> i wonder what's motivating him these days but it's not like when he was I, in all that debt and he was taking any movie offered to him to pay off that debt.
3: I think there comes a point because I, I, I thought about this too. I think there comes a point with a guy like him because he's done so much. Like It's like 168 credits or something to his name acting wise. He's done so much and he's known for that crazy style and I'm sure in real life he's a bit crazy and whatnot but there's there's got to come this point where you're like I'm just gonna roll with the punches. I'm not blockbuster movie star anymore. Like I know what I am. I'm reading these scripts that people are sending me and they're super fun and I'm not above it. And I don't take myself that serious. I've tried to buy the elephant man skeleton. Like, uh, yeah, I can be in this Willy's Wonderland thing. And you know what, I think I could, like, if it, it, this movie, especially it's the type of movie like where if you aren't going 110% at it, it don't work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if it's someone else that's just like, yeah, I'll take the paycheck, it don't work.
1: <laughs> also, we should throw a uh, congratulations this way. Is Him and his new wife are pregnant. Oh.
3: Um, but the other thing I want to say about this movie, too, is uh, everybody, there's like, what would you say? There's like three good performances in it, and everyone else is pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs>
4: But, like, it, you know, it's definitely low budge. It's yeah. definitely, you know, there's, like, some kid actors that are p- kind of pointless at the story. Yeah, and they're not very good. Except for one or two of them. And then a sheriff and a deputy and then two other like guys. Like a sleaze
3: bag guy. Two sleazebag guys. Yeah. And they're they're pretty funny. The, the tow truck yeah. driver especially with, like, the way his conversations go mm-hmm. with him just talking for the other people. Very funny. I like yeah. that. I like that.
4: But I feel like this is, like, a... It's just one of those movies where, like, beginning to end, there's nothing that gets in the way. Yeah, like I said, it's of super what sad. they're trying, the point of it. So it's like a perfect hour and a half, start to finish movie. You know, you don't necessarily, you're not left wanting more, and you're not left disappointed.
3: Yeah, I had it at seven.
1: Wow, I was gonna say, like, I'm, you know, considering his whole legacy, like, I, I'm not mad about being on the list but I couldn't really have it any higher than where it is. All right, fair, fair.
3: You know me, though. I got my wild card pick, so you don't know what's in there. I think...
1: (laughs) uh, And we'll talk about it in discards. I think this also knocked out two movies that were a better fit for the 13th spot. I don't know. Producer, what do you
2: think about this one? I think he does a lot with a little, without spoiling it uh, in this movie. I think it's deserving. It shows the breadth of his talent.
1: Yeah, I agree.
4: Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I I have a lot of... It shows his talent in a way we haven't seen before. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a reasoning for some of the picks on my list, is that point exactly. It's like, yes, he's done a bunch of action movies too, but then there's some movies where it's like, oh, he shows a little bit more poise as an actor versus, you know, yelling or whatever. So that's that's <laughs> high on the.
3: But that's part of his grace. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. But there is range. It. There's range yeah. in there too. Oh, all right, well, we're off to a doozy of a start now. I think it's, this bit, uh, I think it's be, a nice start. This thing's going to go all over the place now. I can see it coming. Oh, yeah, so I'm
4: in for the next pick, yeah. too. Huh? I
2: thought all that right. one was going to be higher on the list.
3: Yeah, I like I said, seven for me. You took it off your list altogether, Vinny? Didn't even make it. Wow. Man, I was I, I can't even... Because I was talking to Sean. I was like, I desperately want to watch it, but I've just been dragging my feet like I do on everything. And it, like to finally see it... like. Yesterday or whenever I watched it was just well, even though so we're dumb, we're satisfying. D- you
1: know, I do. We're not going to be researching anymore. Well, you got to watch Pig. Okay. Completely different movie and tone. I but. do
3: kind of think it's funny though. It did remind me a little bit of um, that Netflix movie uh, with Johnny Knoxville. What was that called? The Lost Killer Pod episode where it didn't record. Uh, well,
0: this is my.
3: Um, uh, well, uh, hold on one I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm interested. In uh, this... Well, the chick. The white chick with like the short skirt and the um, high socks, and then she bangs the dude, but never gets naked and stuff.
4: Wait, what movie are you talking about? Mandy,
3: not not Mandy. I'm sorry, uh, Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm talking about the the blonde chick. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that that Netflix movie with Johnny Knoxville. With I the can't I can't remember what they're called, what it's called either. But the three girls, they're like actually part of a Christian cult. Anywho, where oh, it, was, yeah. it was just like let's show as much as we can without getting people naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought that was fun. That, that was a, that
4: movie it. was like great plot, terrible execution. Yeah,
3: but they made that that one girl bent over like six hundred times in it with yeah. the tight jeans, and Johnny Knoxville should never play a bad guy ever. Nah. yeah, the that's the Lost Killer Pod episode recorded at Camp Blood two years ago, where we were experimenting with mobile recording. And it recorded the first three seconds and then just like cut off.
1: And we did do a test, like we're supposed. Yeah, to, we did it three seconds for like three uh, seconds. Three seconds. Yeah.
3: Gonna, oh yeah,
2: we're golden. Let's yeah.
1: go. <laughs> all right, next
2: anyway, pick. Anyway, all right, twelve is in. All right, with the number twelve pick, Pete chooses the two thousand five
4: film *The Weatherman.
3: Don't know much about this one.
4: All right, it's, it's. I feel like it's super slept on. Is it sappy? Uh, no. Okay. I think it's fucking hilarious. To me, it's, like, his, like, standalone. Like, I know he's been in some comedy movies with other comedians. Um, like, the one with uh, Dana Carvey and uh, John Lovitz, right? I yeah, the name of that Trapped movie. in Paradise. Yeah. But this is, like, a straight-up... It's, it's black comedy. Like, it's not, you know, it's not slapstick at all. But it's... Um, he's a weatherman. His family is divorced. Neither of his kids really like him. And it's kind of just this like he's walking down the street and like there's a constant, um, there's a constant theme where he's walking down the street and people yell, Hey, Weatherman. And they throw like slushies or milkshakes (laughs) at him. And like it's a straight up like not supposed to be funny. Like there's a scene where like he like one of the things is like his daughter is like this chubby like 11 year old girl who's not interested in anything. And he tries to get her like, Archery lessons and and his somebody buys her these pants that are way too tight and she's just walking towards him and she's just got this like intense camel toe going oh, on God. and he's just like <laughs> staring at it and like and and she's like dad do you know why people call me camel toe at school oh, and he's God. just like oh. <laughs> so I, I wasn't sure if either you and guys that had seen this that was supposed to be comedic it is it's just like it's not slapstick. Okay, like okay. delivery I see what you're because it's like it, a lot of it is internal monologue of himself and he's trying to better himself and and deal with this family bullshit but it's like super uh, not dark comedy but black comedy like it's just like every delivery is kind of more dry and I I think it's really funny <laughs> and uh, I wasn't sure if either of you guys had seen this Yeah, it's I, kind of uh, like
1: I hoped to watch it For the purpose of
4: this episode, and I
1: just didn't get to it.
4: So I'd be interested, you know, going forward, um, I mean, it's low enough on the list, I'm not sure that it's going to get money in bank, but if it is, it's fine. I was
1: thinking about it, but...
4: I wouldn't be mad, but I just wanted um, to talk about it a little bit.
1: But now I'm a little bit more interested in in watching it, and, you know, I I was looking at other, like, publications and other people's top Nick Cage movie lists,
4: and this one was on a few of them. It's a it's again, as we were talking about earlier, it's a it's like I've never seen him in this specific role before. Uh like the in the, the way that he that he takes on the role. So Yeah. That's uh right. I respect that. Yeah. I, I you know, I, I thought I could get it on lower on the list, so I threw it on.
2: Producer, did you see this one? I did not, but the way Pete describes it makes me think it would be a Nick
4: Cage movie I'd enjoy. Uh, streaming anywhere? I haven't watched it since, um, we first started talking about this episode, so it's probably streaming somewhere. I watched it, uh, I mean, I, I, saw it for the first time, like, shortly after it came out, but I re-watched it since we've been talking about doing this episode basically for a year. I, I re it sometime last year.
2: All
3: right. You're up there, daddy-o. It's in. Oh, it's in. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention.
2: All right. we pick? This is pick eleven, right? Eleven. Yes. All right. With the number eleven pick, Vinny gets his first one in. It's the nineteen ninety eight thriller Snake Eyes. Oh wow!
3: Hmm? Such a not a weird pick. Such a weird time for movies for me.
1: Uh, super weird. Yeah. Because he did a lot from ninety four to ninety eight, right? Like. A lot of good, some of his best stuff. Yeah,
3: Mm -hmm. that's like the Hollywood Nick Cage mode. And
1: I was far too young to be watching these movies, movies, but I got into a big Nick Cage binge as a child. Like, hitting Blockbuster and getting all Nick Cage, and this fell right into that wheelhouse. Um, This is a a, a weird one. Yes. Super weird. Um, Brian De Palma, just very, I, I think, very signature De Palma, like with the... The camera work and the style. Um, it's definitely our first glimpse at crazy Nick Cage, right? Uh. Mm, the, 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 arguable. A, early, early on. Yeah. Before it became signature and cool for Nick Cage to, sure. to be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just quick synopsis for case name, it is from 98, so maybe mm. people haven't seen it. A shady police detective finds himself in the middle of a murder conspiracy at an important boxing match in an Atlantic City Casino. So, the real thing that that grabbed me from this. Uh, so I saw it when it first came out. I'm sure the entire movie went over my head, and then I rewatched it for this. And what really got my attention. Did anyone like give it a re- recent rewatch? No, I watched it uh,
4: about a year ago.
3: I remember, and that's what I was gonna say. A weird time. I remember, like this was that we're going to the movies on a Friday night era and I remember seeing this and being like, I don't, what is like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I didn't get it. Yeah, so it went way over my head.
1: Way over my head I saw it when I was like 12. Um, the opening steady cam continuous shot with Nick Cage like walking around the casino and like, walking around the fight, that was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And that was like, I mean, that was like, like, that's some of De Palma's like finest work. Like, I mean, such a cool shot and it had to have like I said it's continuous but it had to have broken that at least a couple points but you you don't know where right and he's talking on the phone and there's all this going on it's loud it's chaotic it's it, it's like a super well-done fascinating scene to, and it opens the movie with like such a bang to the point where I was like thinking to myself I think I said out loud to stuff I was like damn like I think this is going to be a banger that I forgot about Gotta say, the movie itself like kind of falters and goes downhill. But for a Nick Cage list, it's a great performance by him. It is like super adrenaline crazy Nick Cage. Um, uh, good good supporting cast. Uh, Gary Sinise, John Heard. Seeing John Heard, uh, there's a there's a twist, but it's 1998 so I don't care. Uh, him being kind of the bad guy. And I remember that messing me up as a kid because he was the Home Alone dad at that point in my life. Like that's, that's all he was. Yeah. Um,
3: you mean he was the guy from Chud.
1: <laughs> I didn't know Chud yet back then. Um, and then, so all my notes for all these, I just broke down a couple different things with... Uh, so, <laughs> this is my first pick of the list, and I'm sure we're going to talk about other ones. But Roger Ebert had a very polarizing... Uh, viewpoint on Nicolas Cage, like at least his movies. I don't know about him personally, but thought very highly of his movies except this one. Roger Ebert gave this one star. But does anybody remember the Blockbuster Entertainment Awards? Yep, I didn't even. I don't remember those at all.
3: Yeah, I remember them.
1: There were like uh... Blockbuster was the tits. Oh yeah, dude. They had I... their own award show. Yeah, you could.
3: Blockbuster was like. More than just movie rentals. Like, you could buy CDs and um VCRs and dv Like, it, it was a whole, like, Sam Goody, essentially. Yeah. Just mostly movies and rentals, obviously.
4: Well, that's what they talk about in that last Blockbuster yeah. documentary, that those guys, like, they laughed at everybody because they literally thought that they were untouchable. Yeah. I bought
3: Kid Rock Devil Without a Cause from Blockbuster Video.
4: <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely bought some CDs from them.
1: Yeah. I used to know they were that much more powerful. They they're an award show on network TV pretty decent I, I looked into it every year good viewership it had a long run it only stopped because of they cancelled the show because of 9-11 and then just never picked it back up oh, Okay, but anyway in 98 uh, Blockbuster Entertainment Awards favorite actor they didn't do best actor favorite actor which I also respect for suspense Nicolas Cage in Snake Eyes alright um
3: yeah, did you not watch the last blockbuster documentary? Mm-mm. Oh, it's wild. Like Netflix was on the verge of like we're done and we're like trying to sell to Blockbuster and Blockbuster like laughed at them like nah. Now nah, we don't well, we don't I mean, want your garbage. Own,
1: like, well, you that's doing? what
3: happened. Because blockbuster thought like we we got this. We don't need you. And then
1: Well, I'll tell you what. I had Netflix and I thought it was the
3: coolest. Well, so shit did I. Especially when but, I would get a one disc at a time for an entire season of Dark Shadows, which is like six discs. <laughs> that was rough.
1: But the thing with Blockbuster, when they start their um, at-home, like, they'll, they'll mail it out to you, John. I quit Netflix and joined the Blockbuster one because you, you can return your mail ones at a Blockbuster location right. and get something else.
3: Right. But then Blockbuster didn't think that streaming was a big deal or something like that.
1: Yeah, they didn't buy into the streaming. Which yet. is
3: funny, because if you get one of the early Rokus, I think one of the, the home buttons on your remote is a Blockbuster streaming channel button. Really? Yeah, really? yeah I, I think so. You'd have to Google a photo of it when you go to smoke your cigarette, which is probably going to happen momentarily. Any, uh,
1: any
4: other sneak eyes I suppose?
3: Nah, No, I just remember it being, like, like I said, like a weird time in movies, because it was just like... It's a lot of fun. All right, yeah, um, yeah the... it's
4: a good it's a good movie. It didn't make my list, but I rewatched it. Again, like sometime within the last year, after we started talking about this, um, doing one of these, and uh, yeah, I mean, first of all, Gary Sinise, great villain. Uh, this is right around the same time that he did uh, Ransom with Mel Mel Gibson as Yeah, as, Give Me Back My Son. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he but, was sort
1: of almost like the Ed Harris villain in The Rock, where he's like the noble yeah. villain, yeah. But then he quickly becomes not.
4: So remind me. And again, you said it's 98. If anybody wants to watch this movie, knowing the end won't ruin it. Uh, how does. He blows somebody up, right? How, how does. How does Nick Cage live at the end? Because I know that he gets shot a bunch of times or stabbed.
1: No, uh, he gets the living shit be up, uh, be out of album from the boxer. Oh, that's okay. Through the, that's through the match. But
4: then how does he kill Sinise
1: at he... the end? Doesn't he,
4: like. Kill him with a gas tank or something?
1: There's a standoff. I think he. I
3: don't even remember. Cuts his legs off.
1: No, there's I um, I can't remember how he killed him. That was a, a forest gump joke. <laughs> I don't think he blows him up.
4: Okay. I, I but just oh,
1: remember. so the, th- the main thing I want to mention with this the reason um, it could have actually been qu- questionable even being on the list, and through no fault of Nick Cage, this has. <laughs> some of the biggest continuity errors I've ever seen in a movie and I had to look it up to see what was going on. Do you remember the bit so like the the big thing towards the climax there's a storm going on in Atlantic City uh-huh. but it's never really mentioned like it's, it's sort of mentioned they show the storm. Oh yeah. So what happened was during filming and part of the the production was a tidal wave from the storm was going to hit the casino and that was going to be happening during all the action and climax. They cut the tidal wave out the last second but none of the stuff surrounding it.
0: <laughs> so they
1: keep talking about, like, this huge storm, but never really acknowledge it. And then at one point, there's a, a, a police van that's rushing to the casino to stop, to stop everything. And you're watching this police van, and a tidal wave comes and hits the van. and almost tips it over. But then all of a sudden, it cuts to the next scene, and the van just turns into the casino. <laughs> I'm like, What's Where, what was that tidal wave? And then at the very end, when Nick Cage survives, he talks about having... Like flashback dreams of when he drowned. Like, wait, wait, when did he drown? Uh, I guess there was going to be a scene like when the tidal wave hit that he was underwater and and momentarily drowned. Like, so huge, huge errors that they just tried to brush over not very well. Uh, but all, this makes it all that more interesting. And it would have been cool if the tidal wave happened. See a tidal wave hitting the... Oh, and then they're re- at the end like when everything's all happy and he won the day. They're rebuilding the casino. Like, well, why are they rebuilding the casino? What happened to it? <laughs>
2: That's all I got for that one. Where are we at now? 11?
3: No, 10. That was 11.
2: This is number 10, you guys. This is 10. Ready? So, Jeff has with the number 10 pick The Return of Richard Stanley, the 2019 film Color Out of Space.
3: Yeah. Mm -mm -mm -mm. So, you you scared this one lower on my list because of your. It it shouldn't be any higher. Oh, I had it a a bit higher because I really like this movie.
1: Uh, I guess you're not a fan of his classics,
3: huh? I am. You're gonna see as as we go along. Um, I really so like. Pretty much, did. I'm
1: saving my money bank for you.
3: Uh, I, I would imagine so. Yes. <laughs> I mean, at least. All right. I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> as a joke, which I just wanted to do to get you fired up. At my number eight spot, I have a movie that he's gonna be in that didn't even come out yet. Joe Exotic. The Tiger King story. Uh, uh, it, it,
4: yeah, on, on IMDb, it just says untitled it, yeah. Joe Exotic. Podcast. But
3: I was ready to just put it in there to get you all fired you up. That. Um, no, so Color Out of Space, based on an H.P. Lovecraft story. Um, like.
1: I love this movie. Yeah,
3: I'll give you the thing, too, because like I can't even. It's so hard to describe without just reading it. Because you could Meteor go, hits and yeah. family but falls apart. But yeah, like. The wife. The story, is fucked up. Yeah, the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, of cosmic terror about the Gardeners a family who moved to remote farmstead in rural New England to escape the hustle of the 21st century they're busy adapting to their new life when a meteorite crashes into their front yard the mysterious arrow light seems to melt into the earth infecting both land and the properties of space time with a strange otherworldly color to their horror the Gardner family discovered that the alien force is gradually mutating every life form it touches including them okay so body horror out the wazoo in this thing uh, icky body Icky, body right? yeah, I was going to say like distur- Disturbing, disturbing. Uh, Kind of crosses a line on Can we spoiler this one? What year is it? I mean, we should be spoiling everything, I guess um, The whole You don't harm kids Is out the window in this Big time um, Nicholas Cage's mm-hmm. uh, New England accent Is uh, off <laughs> the rails in this his, uh, his What do you call it? A derelict Is just bonkers When he Dialect? Dialect. What did I say? Derelict. Oh, dialect. He's a derelict, too. <laughs> He's Why a not? derelict. <laughs> but his dialect is, um. this accent goes all over the place. And the more fired up he gets, the it's crazier. It's very, yeah, it
1: uh, specifically like New Hampshire, too. Is it? See, yeah. I, I wouldn't
3: know that. But um, the one thing that I super, super dig about this is the um, color palette for the movie. Like that mm-hmm. blue and pink. Ah, mm-hmm. it, it's um, eerie and gorgeous like it's so cool with the the landscape turning and you know the the it kind of starts in like the garden right like it's turning the flowers and the plants and it's just so cool to see um and the fact that a lovecraft story still like I love Lovecraft but like the fact that we're now taking it to this level
1: yeah it's still being done yeah yeah i i, I dig this one um when we were deciding between doing Baker's Dozen and 15, I had this at 14.
3: Wow. Yeah, you guys and me are definitely on different pages.
4: I mean, there's things starting to fall off the list that's making me a little bit nervous. Okay. Um, this is a good movie. I, if I had rewatched it, maybe it would have made my list. But my recollection of it was... The reason it wasn't in consideration for me is that it's not a Nick Cage-centered movie.
3: Um...
4: No, it's just fine.
3: Yeah, but it's a, thats what's tough about Nick Cage in general. Um, a lot of his stuff, not a lot—I shouldn't say a lot—but there's a good amount of good stuff that isn't necessarily revolving around right. him.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, I actually bought the Blu-ray for this one. I recall it's a
4: fantastic movie, and I would love to see it on Blu-ray. It's, yeah. it's visually
1: um, stunning. Another one that might be a high candidate for like eat a bunch of edibles and watch, <laughs> and potentially freak out, potentially have a great time. Yeah. yeah. See, uh, see how
3: many clothes you end the day with.
1: Remind me, because I haven't seen, I, I, I saw it the weekend it hit blue. Like, uh, there is a pretty epic Nick Cage freak out in this one. Yeah, because oh, he's yeah. slowly
3: becoming, like, yeah. crazy from the radiation.
1: Yeah, but what's, like, the? there's, like, a moment where he like oh, he's freaks like, out? Peeling he's like, off his skin? Or yeah, that, right? and
3: he's, like, chasing the daughter through the house. Yeah. And he's, like, just screaming, Crazy shit. I'm saying, yeah. I and I think he's trying. Like he's, he might be screaming the f word a bunch, but he's doing it with that weird accent, so <laughs> it sounds goofy. Like he's like, fuck. Yeah. I, I can't even do, the accent. It's so out there. It's New Hampshire, you're
4: saying? I think so. I remember exactly. Wow. Like, very thick New Hampshire. Hmm. Is Eight, it? Which? This is the order, right? My next. You are next. Oh. Number nine. He's just chugging in that entire. I don't want to. um
1: Yes. I don't want to right. watch.
4: I was just I was just yeah, I,
1: There's something I did you watch it super mm-hmm. recently? There was like a certain like something wacky like not not just yelling fuck, like a certain line he had uh, or something I, wacky I'm sure there is. during his freak out. Like it at this point, even it did make it less I had money in the bank it. And we're we'll talking about it more in discards, but like mom and dad, that has one of his most like <laughs> epic freakouts, the way he does it. And I thought there was something similar in this. Maybe not, maybe he was just yelling fuck. How
4: more picks that I have left?
1: You got, after this, you got six and two.
3: All right. I want to see, I haven't seen Mom and Dad either. I didn't, I wasn't worried about it making the list because I think it, if I recall it, it was just like. It's a fun movie. But isn't it like borderline, Nick Cage, Wicker Man?
1: No. No? I mean, he has one epic freak out, but it's, I think it's. But he's not
3: over the top the whole time? No. Oh, okay. I
1: mean, yeah, oh, but not. No, whatever.
3: No. I'll check it out eventually. It's purposeful. uh, That should be the tagline for our show. Killer Pod from Outer Space. Jeff will watch it eventually.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Where are we at here? we ready to go in? You guys ready for number nine? I am. All right, Pete's got his number nine pick, and it's the 1999 film 8mm.
3: Oh, man. So that's, that's my number one. Rough.
1: There's stuff getting knocked off this list. You're you you're
3: know, not a fan of eight millimeter?
1: No, I, I I didn't make my list. Oh. Um, well, continue with
3: like question. I say, Pete hasn't even said a word yet, and we're about to do battle. All right. So this is another <laughs> movie. I number one. My number this is another one.
4: movie as the other two that or the other two that I picked. I wanted to talk about because it's again, it, this is the only movie that he does like this, where it's mostly him. Uh, he's got a nice uh support. By Walking uh, Phoenix, who does a great job in this movie, mm-hmm. He's kind of like mm-hmm. a sleazy porn shop uh, guy, who, but who's like—he was a
1: failed but, musician, but who's good. Yeah, you know, he, I he, feel like he
4: steals the show in this one. So, Nick Cage, you know, this is just like again, like in, in, a new individual performance that you haven't seen him in. It's it's noir, it's mystery. Uh, basically, if you haven't seen it before. He's hired by a rich mainline Philadelphia family, to uh, who have found a snuff film in uh, a locked a locked safe of an old man who just died. The his wife wants to find out what's behind it.
3: If it's real, if
4: it's real, and you know she finds it so disturbing, and he goes down this rabbit hole of of just like grimy porn shop. Snuff film, uh, S&M, crazy shit. And Real weekend uh, for Jeff. Yeah. Thank you. And uh And I just like, because you never really see, you know, you see Nick Cage in these other action roles, uh, you know, treasure hunting roles, whatever. But this is like one of his only like clean, like clean detective roles. Not, I mean, like Snake Eyes, he's a cop, but he's dirty cop. Bad lieutenant, he's a cop, he's a dirty cop. You know, this kind of stuff. He He's it's not only a it's cop. the only
1: one where he's in this grimy, bad atmosphere, and he's, like, not a part of it and disturbed by yeah, it. Yeah,
4: and he's in it for the right reason. He Like, he's got a family at home, a young a young daughter. He's married to the woman from 30-year-old th- or 40-year-old Virgin. Uh, I don't know her name. Uh, but, uh... Yeah, it, it, it's, I, just, I just like it because it's a unique performance. I had it here on my list, kind of like, I might get money in the back, might not, but at least we could talk about it.
3: Well, it was my number one because, yes, it is like a Saturday evening for me. <laughs> uh, no, um, this was one of the first movies, I'd say like this and seven are two of the first movies I ever saw. And I remember seeing this specifically on a Saturday night at like two in the morning on like Cinemax or HBO. But it was the first time outside of horror I saw something could be this dark. Hmm. I was – because, you know, being a horror kid, you're like, all right, horror, horror, horror. And then you see, oh, this detective movie with um, Nick Cage. And back then we didn't really have – you know, we didn't have the internet and you couldn't go research it. So you just th- – it was on, you watched it. And then, right, like Vinny said, you just uh, Pete said, the rabbit hole. And you're just like, you're experiencing it with them, especially as a younger kid – and you don't know what these it was things are. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Another one
3: that. What, 97 or 98? 90, 97,
1: 98. I don't remember. Yeah, I think I had the time. It was another one 90 that 90. I definitely didn't see in theaters, obviously, but pretty quickly when it hit Blockbuster, Ohio, a lot of the video I, I rented, it mm-hmm. went way over my yeah. head. Yeah, no yeah, Because he's
3: on. uncovering this stuff, and I'm discovering what it is at this point. So, like, I didn't know what yeah, snuff at this I didn't point know what a snuff like, film was. I didn't yeah, know about not. underground porn theaters and people watching Enema videos and. Gimps Pulp Fiction But like not in the sense That it's like This um, You know Malicious kind of thing Um, And yes Joaquin Phoenix Steals The show As Max California The Mm -hmm. former frontman Of Hard Spank Who is now just running A porno shop To make ends meet And uh, You know it's it has its emotional beats with them and stuff. And uh, James Gandolfini's in this yeah, as well, right? He's, he's the say, scumbag porno producer this guy. Is,
4: this is the pre-Tony Soprano scumbag era of James Gandolfini. Because before this, I think it was just True Romance, where he was also a scumbag. Yes. <laughs> um, there's also that jail movie, He's a Scumbag. Uh, that might have been, I can't remember if that was before. Bob Rafford? Uh, where he's the warden?
0: Yeah.
1: I hated him in that movie. Yeah, that was like—I mean, not to the same level. But I mean, was to be like,
4: fair, you're a casting director. You look at James Gandolfini like, yeah, yeah, that guy's a scumbag. <laughs> but that—I mean—that's why he worked so well as Tony Soprano. That was actually. like
1: Walking Phoenix level and Gladiator level. Yeah, uh, scumbag. I mean, I don't. What know was that movie called? Um, Last Castle. Last Castle. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a great, very so, underrated
4: movie. I don't know that much from Walking Phoenix before this. My introduction to Joaquin this Joaquin is Phoenix. my
3: introduction to Joaquin Phoenix.
4: Um I mean, my introduction Walking Phoenix was Gladiator. That was after. Oh, wait, was that after this? It's after this. Yeah, it has to be after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but not far after it. So I don't really know much before this with him in it. I don't know. I, mean, I, I, I guess was this was great. definitely the this first the thing. First seen. I mean, I know he comes from an acting family, so yeah. But
3: I, I can't believe it didn't make your list at all,
4: dude. This is tough, man.
3: Because it is, and it's, and uh, to to Pete's point, it's played straight. He's he plays it like a noir detective. He's Never, this, he doesn't have a Nick Cage freak out until the end when essentially uh, they're trying to kill him, and it's not even a Nick Cage freak out. It's like yes, this is how you human, would react. Human yeah. reaction, yes.
1: Yeah. The, I, I in no way dislike this movie. This very easily could have been my list, but the man has put in some good work. I yeah, mean, no, looks true. And and now I'm looking at it. Maybe my list was a little bit
4: pretentious. No,
1: <laughs> generic
4: and commercial. Like, I, I nah. I'm no, not a no, TV because uh, I looked at the top of my list and I was like, "Okay, yeah, I no. feel like most of these are going to be on." Yeah, I this.
3: agree, I agree, because I know where you, both you're headed with it, and it's right. you can't help, you can't help that because that's what it was. That's well, we, we have to get there before I can even start talking about mm-hmm. that. I'm sorry.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, let me just say I have no idea what to do with the eight pick, so let's call it a little mission.
3: Well, why don't you just use eight millimeter too? Is that a movie yeah he's not in it though wait that's a real thing oh yeah it's a real thing I'll look it up while you go and smoke your cigarettes I don't want to see that
1: six is the it. Millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> eight millimeters uh, squared <laughs> so we're gonna throw some little music uh, Jeff's gonna play DJ and we'll throw some music at you while we do an intermission get the fire stoked. refresh some beers have another uh, featured beer for the episode and uh, we'll be right back
4: I'll tell you what, guys. To all three of you, I'd give up forever to hold you. I would,
3: I would like to hold you. Um, maybe later. I have to work pretty early, though. Maybe Sean can <laughs> hold you for a little tonight, and then I'll, yeah. I'll take over tomorrow late. Yeah, I cuddle. Yeah,
2: you know. You know, it, it's these cold nights.
3: Spring. It's the cold nights. You gotta cuddle. Yeah.
2: It may be dexterous. I like to go both. Uh, I prefer a little spoon.
3: spoon. I don't even know about cuddling... Except for my giant body pillow, but also, I keep my heat on like eighty degrees. So. Yeah, you're, you're, you live in a disgusting environment. It is <laughs> hot and muggy in there. I love it. It's like a swamp. There's like, a, there's
1: like rainforest plants growing. I don't know. You know fun.
3: the beginning of Swamp Thing returns when they play Born on the Bayou. <laughs> That's how I envision every day walking into my apartment.
4: All right, um, I'm real quick before Vinny's uh, pick gets read. I'm uh, opening a new beer. Ooh. Uh, Sean and I last month. Finally, made it up to Buffalo to see every time I die. is Christmas weekend. We visit this um, Resurgence Brewery and uh, I'm drinking their Buffalo Breakfast Stout. Mm, I wish I was drinking that's my 7.5%, and it is de- <sighs> delicious.
1: All right, let's see what I'm firing into here. So, I have another Southeast PA uh, brew out of La Cabra Brewing Company in Berwyn, Pennsylvania, right around the corner from Tired Hands. Uh, this is another one, of the, this is their, I would say their flagship, it's called uh, Hipster Catnip, which I just love that name, because it's a hazy IPA, and uh, hazy IPAs, and just big hops in general, or you can agree, you're definitely hipster yeah. catnip. Oh yeah, uh, This is a great beer. Mm. Love this one, I love everything that Copper does, when we were just there, they had a I was just telling these guys, they had an ESB on nitro, and there's just something about a uh, English bitter on nitro or in cast that just perks up my nipples I it's just them. fancy. Yeah.
2: Sean, what do you got? And for me, uh, I was at Neshaminy Creek the other, uh, last oh, weekend, uh, and it's a part of their Shape of Hops to Come line, and I got their Citrus Shape of Haze to Come Double IPA with grapefruit and orange. Uh, it's sweet. It's strong. It's it's very tasty.
3: You guys, mm. I am all I miss out of root beer. When <laughs> you want a black no, cherry? No, I'm alright for now. I miss
1: when. let uh, I me mean not when Chimera was new, but like when Shape of Hops to Come was super uh, seasonal. Mm. What's the other one? Uh, Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg? Porter? Huh? huh? Porter? Uh, there's four IPAs oh that were very God. seasonal and very limited. I'm drawing a blank on them, but it was super cool, and now they're all like, just readily available.
3: Well,
4: yeah. Seasonality yeah, is... Oh, we're just all, like, sharing beers now, so we're just spreading the spreading the Figure if
2: we had COVID. That... No. Oh, man. Try that hipster cat. I got
4: I got three shots Ooh, in me, tasty. baby. I ain't, I ain't getting nothing. Like pan- that tastes like a pancake breakfast. I know, uh, doesn't
3: it? Oh, that makes me miss uh, Springhouse's Irish Donut. And they they had a pancake. I miss, I miss old school mm,
4: nice.
3: They're good. Their new stuff's still good.
1: Though.
2: All right, good beers all around. Killing
3: it. And on to the number eight pick. Number eight we're eight
2: up ten. to the number eight pick, which is Vinny's choice. It is the crime drama out of two thousand and nine, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call New Orleans. Hmm. Oh, we're really? getting some eyebrows. I oh, weird, love weird this weird movie. selection. But
4: this high. This wasn't. This wasn't folded off. No, I. I, I, I panicked above and put snake it.
1: snake eyes. I panicked and put this lower.
4: Huh.
1: It's just weird
3: because it's like a. It's, it's one of those. Twenty years too late sequels too.
4: That wasn't a sequel. It was a remake. If I had to choose between Bad Lieutenant uh, with Harvey Har- Keitel, if I had to choose a Harvey Keitel remake, I'd put on this list. I'd put Wicker Man. Hey, no. hey,
3: Wicker Man no. is my
4: number Listen, nine. This movie. Is
1: great. I, I mean, so another one I saw. Well, I wasn't young. Two thousand nine. There was something about. We this. saw this together. When I saw it, I don't think I saw it all the way through because the ending seemed very new to me. So I, I, I think I stopped it. But I remember something about this movie like kind of disturbed me, and I never wanted to revisit it again. And then upon it's rewatching fun, yeah. it, well, yeah, the original ones. Upon Jack, rewatching Jack it, up. what disturbed me was you yeah. guys remember when he shakes down that young couple leaving the club for drugs mm-hmm. and like very
4: weirdly has sex with the girl. Don't you remember Vanner and I used to oh. yell at each other in the kitchen at Marketplace? <laughs> we used to walk down to the kitchen and be like, I'm gonna smoke your crack while I fuck your girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That whole
1: scene's very disturbing and I don't I don't I don't like that. But no, it is fucked up. This yeah, dude, movie, This movie I, I I really enjoy this and I will have many rewatches of this.
4: Right. Even rewatch it. I'm not I'm not I don't dislike it, don't get me wrong. I I really enjoyed surprise, this. This uh, this rewatch.
1: Um, I, I also enjoyed how much I w- was enjoying it while Steph was genuinely appalled.
3: <laughs> I mean it's it's appalling.
1: Yeah. Um, even Mendez, I mean you put her in anything. I just just given her
3: the A O K. She
1: is very much A O K. Uh Val Kilmer in this, I guess it, it never really comes to uh, fruition, but I guess he's more off the handle than Nicolas Cage because the whole movie Nicolas Cage is yelling at him to calm down. <laughs> uh, exhibit I don't know why. Yeah, why uh, Brad we're... Brad Dorf has a as a uh, understanding not gonna break your knees, bookie, but finally gets paid off. And then besides Nicholas Cage, I I really do think this is a very strong, especially like if you're going in like the crazy Nick Cage spectrum, a very strong performance. But uh, Shea Wigham, um I think most notable from *Boracay Empire*, but he's in other things.
4: Um, oh, is he, he the brother?
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's a character actor. Yeah, know, yeah, It's just yeah. funny but this, when you're like, I, 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 just, I, other just, I just had to place it. Yeah. Um, have, have any of you seen this recently? No. It's, you no. just watched it, it's, right? I did. So he was the one that um, the mafia or the uh, develop, development son that they shake him down when he's uh, beating up and robbing right. even Mendez. And he's so comical in a not comedy movie where he's just like, he's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. That's like all always said. It's hilarious. You got to see it. I don't know how to... Impersonate that one. You yeah, about how he's.
2: Yeah, I do know what you mean, but I can't do it. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think that's uh, funny you just, at all. You, just,
2: you just made a big mistake.
1: Big mistake. Oh, going Oh, big mistake. Oh yeah. Jesus, I crazy. can't do
2: that without sounding like the Macho Man Randy Savage. I know that's what it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Nothing wrong with um, that, Macho Man Randy
2: Savage. Uh, if anyone
1: can follow up Harvey Keitel playing this role, it, had, it, it can only be Nick Cage. So this is a
3: remake. Remake. I was just assumed it was one of those like way too late sequels for some reason. No,
1: complete remake.
0: Um,
4: who directed this? Do you remember? Werner it?
1: Herzog didn't oh. really do
4: much. That's a familiar name. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. I, he's a great. Yeah, he, uh, he has a large is filmography. Is he in it too? I don't think so. He's a documentarian. He doesn't do a lot of movies, but he does a lot of he's a lot of um,
1: a lot of document uh, documentaries. Um, he had another big or not another, but this was not a hit. He had a big
4: hit, um, I just can't remember what it was.
3: This Basically. was like directed DVD, right? Like
4: So that movie, the the Vietnam movie with Christian Bale where he shot down is based on a Werner Herzog a true based on a true story that was a Werner Herzog documentary. Uh so this was not straight
1: to DVD. Hmm. But a very definitive mark, and where I think Nick Cage went into that dark yeah.
4: space. So when you said Snake Eyes, I I think it's this movie because it's this movie, and then like, I mean, two thousand nine, and then like this a is, bunch of like what happened. This, movies. I mean, I,
1: I'm sure there's bigger flops, but this is the biggest flop I, I've because I was checking all the financials for all these Nick Cage movies. This is the biggest <sighs> flop I've seen in recent memory. million budget.
4: Gross. I mean, this was still a big... He was still a big draw name. I mean, not that
1: he's not now. But he wasn't for
4: this either. $25
1: million budget. It made $1.7 million. Wow.
2: I think Warner Herzog is also huge in, like, the Germans. Yeah, I was
4: looking through it. He has a lot of German Uh, stuff going on. He did the Grizzly Man documentary. Yeah, uh, cave of Cave of Forgotten Dreams, and you could see uh, that in some uh, really of the awesome doc- of documentaries. If you're looking for documentaries, but
2: the iguana scene, those the uh,
1: the fascination with reptiles, you can't really explain. It doesn't make sense. The
2: breakdancing scene, like I Love think that's that. cl- I, have, I think that's very Warner Herzog. So
1: the reptiles, I don't understand. There's there's lots of like very intimate, close-up, drawn-out shots with iguanas, with snakes with an alligator at one point
4: f- for no reason in the movie. I think it's probably just to remind you that you're in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It I was very you. strange. That it's, sweaty. But, it's sweaty. And then,
1: so... Um, the premise is Nick, Nick Cage is a very, very crooked cop.
3: He's a very, very bad lieutenant. <laughs> bad <laughs>
1: lieutenant. And he gets promoted to lieutenant, like which is not justified very early in the movie. And then... He does all these awful things. He's investigating the murder of uh, four um, um, people that immigrated to the country um, illegally, and they, I forget what African nation they were from, but they were dealing heroin, and they get into like, dealers and gang stuff. Uh, it also takes place. The beginning of the movie is as Katrina is happening. Most of the movie is directly after Katrina, so there's some stuff with that, but. Anything and everything that can go wrong for Nicolas Cage goes wrong. He gets in deep with his bookie. He shakes down the wrong guy that has mob connections. He isn't successful in finding the chief suspect for this murder case that he's investigating. He, what else goes wrong for him? Um, a lot of ships going sideways for him. And at one point, close to the end, I was like, I was talking to Steph. I was like, is this going to end like training day style where he's just going to get lit up and that's how the movie's going to end? But he swings everything masterfully and plans everything so it's like a domino effect. He does one thing to one person and it affects something else that's going wrong for him. And it all works out for him in the end, like gangbusters to the point. Spoiler, it's a 2009 movie. He gets, The ending is he gets promoted to captain and everything's hunky-dory. Um, he's a super... Uh, druggy alcoholic and he seemed like he's sober but he's sneaking still doing drugs. Like, he's just a sleazebag in the best kind of way. Um, Roger Ebert? Roger Ebert? Four stars in this one. Jeez. Loved it. <laughs> loved it. Jeez, Roger Ebert. Um, I really love Brad Dorf in this. Exhibit I didn't care about. <laughs> X to the Z. Uh, wow. Val Kilmer doing his thing. and Like I said, like I guess I don't even remember he was
2: in this. I guess they
1: didn't establish it he doesn't have a
2: big enough role in this movie. Yeah, He's it's, very
1: background. But I, I don't understand like why he's the, the crazy one. Nick Cage is always trying to calm down. Like, oh, you're going too far. Like, Oh, Nick. Like you were just <laughs> banging some 21-year-old girl in a parking lot to get crack. Um, I, I really enjoy this. And this is going to be a regular watch for me now. And I don't think it's on cable very often. But <laughs> I'm kind of worried, worried
3: about you if you're going to make this a regular watch. <laughs> 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 I loved it. Christ.
1: Not regular. I'm, I'm not talking like every other
2: month, but Okay.
1: <laughs> oh
3: more So lines. what number are we at? We're down to seven.
2: Yep, number seven. Creeping into seven. the tops.
3: Seven more picks. Jeff's next. I am next with the number seven. Yeah,
2: Jeff's next. Vinny, you wanna you want me to give you a second or are you good? No, someone else picking. Right? Yeah, no, you're... no, no, no. I just mean you're, you're flipping logs. <laughs> yeah, Matt. Why
3: don't you catch the place
2: on fire? Soaking it up here. I want to catch you off guard with uh, Jeff's okay. number seven, too. All right. Which is... Get the money in the bank ready? What you're <laughs> it's Con Air. Oh, okay.
3: Oh. Just an oh, okay. I wasn't ready for that.
2: Well, it was
1: my number seven, too.
3: Well, we were all very off. We thought for sure this was going to be, like, your number one. No. I mean...
1: I, do we have to
3: say yeah, anything exactly about this movie? my number seven. Oh, wow. about that? Do we have to say anything about this movie at this point? We've talked about it. Well, not we. Vinny has talked about it a it? lot on the oh, show.
1: I, give me a minute. I got quotes coming Oh, boy. <laughs>
3: <laughs> this is going to be the Vinny quotes segment of the show. Um, it's Con Air. We've talked about it plenty of times. Buscemi, Chappelle, uh, Malkovich. Malkovich.
1: Oh, I got to break down everybody. Have, every I, have Dr. we Dr. mentioned Nick Cage is in it? Um I mean that's all I got to say about it.
3: I I'm ready for you to just do your thing.
2: <laughs> As producer, I it's not I on didn't, my list. So. I didn't know if it didn't this make movie was no. movie really high yeah. on the list. Middle of the pack or completely miss. Like I all three scenarios I I feel like, it like it's a middle.
3: I mean, I obviously feel like it's a middle of the pack.
2: I wouldn't have been surprised if it didn't make it
0: at all. Really? Yeah. Mm. I yeah, I can't see it not making it. That I don't
4: dislike it, it's just it's just too much of a. For me, it's too much of a. A cast.
3: Yeah, but that's what I was. Yeah, but that's he, what I was. It's saying. great. It's great.
4: Mm-hmm. He leads the ensemble. That's true. I've got nothing against it.
1: Let well, me break it down. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. You got. Well, this is your pick. Do you have anything else? Uh, no, I. I just want to go over the list of. we like I said, we've gone over this
3: movie so many times. <laughs> have we? Oh my god! I feel like at least every other
1: episode it comes up. Um, so we have Nick Cage as Cameron Poe disgraced Marine defending the honor of his uh, wife in a bar fight and just because what does the, the judge say because he's trained as a Marine he's considered a did they drop the lethal weapon I don't know something, it's, like, it's, something it's, like that they like, basically
3: call him Steven Seagal bunch
1: of nonsense <laughs> like he was defending his wife don't you dare use and, Steve and <laughs> Steven Seagal in the same sentence <laughs> Love Steven Seagal. Uh, what did I just watch recently? Did I, Did anyone Damn watch it? <laughs> <laughs> not, it wasn't a Nikkei or uh, Steven Seagal movie, but what uh, What's that? Um, Don't look up. Did anyone watch that? No, not yet. No, I, it,
4: it, it's I very can't. good. I it was good.
1: Uh, like I thought it's getting. It's very. I've heard it once
4: on one, the other. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Lover Heat. I loved it. Uh, very much satire, but they're establishing about how much Meryl Streep is like a piece of shit president, like Trump, and they show like. On her desk in the Oval Office is a picture of her and Steven Seagal. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway. Yeah, John Cusack as Vince Larkin.
3: Ah, uh, I was great. John Cusack. Yes, he's ah, a yeah. big he's, part of the movie. Yeah.
1: Another another Vincent. Said so we keep tabs on. Uh, each other. Yeah, yeah. I know the the meetings. Uh, John Malkovich as Cyrus the Virus. Uh, he steals the show. Cole Mimi as uh, Agent Duncan Malloy, who uh, is just low key awesome in this. Um, Nick Chinlin as uh, Billy Bad Boy Bedlam, Dave Chappelle as Pinball, Bing Rhames as Diamond Dog Jones, C Buscemi as Garland Green, Denny Trejo as Johnny Twenty Three. Yeah. I mean that that's it. And with all that going on, Nick Cage still shines.
4: Shines. Gets shine it's a it is, it is interesting how long hair mullet. Oh no, uh, yeah, everyone, everyone besides Cage is a scumbag in this movie, right? Yeah, they're all just like dirtbags. But you do make your own personal decisions about them. Like, you're like, oh, like, uh, Danny Trejo's character, like, he's got to get it. Like, he's got to get killed. Uh, yeah. And then you're like, Steve Buscemi, you're like, struggling. Like, he's like, he's, he's a like, total type, piece of shit. But he's trying. But he's trying. One time I wore
1: a girl's head yeah. while I drove for three states. And
4: that's crazy because when you think about uh, his career trajectory at this point, he's like, this is still like post Fargo. Still like you know can be cast in those like criminal roles, and then he goes from this to like doing uh, Sandler movies for a yeah, while before really, he returns back to dramatic acting. Yeah, just straight um, but comedic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh, the he's other great good great.
1: guy was uh, I remember down his name. Nick Cage's cellmate, also diabetic. <laughs> right, right. That was a whole part of it.
4: Yeah. He's stepping on my insulin. Oh, 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 yeah, because that's... Um, I, I'm not going to remember the actor's name, but that's Bubba from... Yes, Horse yes. yes. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, excuse me, yawning. Great
1: one-liners. Great premise for an action movie that wasn't done before this, wasn't done again, and I don't think ever will be. I mean, you put a bunch of prisoners hijacking a plane, that's
4: just gold. the um, Cage's accent is, is awesome. <laughs> It does have like the most epic, the the gif uh, of him with just like the mullet blown in the wind. It's yeah. one of the best, yeah, yes. the best like feel good. That gif, letter that, that he guy. writes, Jamie. I meant to bring
1: up or like write down the whole letter. because I? I'm oh god, quoting no. that. Dear, well, I'll just put the end,
4: dear Please. Jamie. <laughs> who's picking? Number Tell six? a yellow ribbon
1: around the old oak tree, because this boy's coming home.
4: I know, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Jamie. <laughs> um, so I'm picking number. Oh, I'm not done yet.
3: Oh, Jesus. I I should have just left it on Oscar, nom- this... Oscar
1: nominees. We have uh, Best Sound and Best Original Song, How Do I Live. Okay. Shall we sing a verse? No, we shouldn't. Great song.
3: Best Sound? What the yeah. hell is Best Sound?
1: Well, Best Original Song, How Do I
3: Live. No, you said Best Sound. Slash. Oh, uh, well, I was going to say, what, what kind of...
1: Roger, Who... Roger. Three stars for this one. He, he
3: must really he be did. on the Nick he Cage some take age. Other than Snake Eyes, he <laughs> hates Snake Eyes. I told you, that guy's getting kicked back to say things. Well, not anymore, because he's dead. Like
1: put the bunny in the damn box.
3: Unlike Bob Barker, who is still thriving and living. Roger Ebert has passed away.
1: Cyrus the virus killed more men than cancer. Oh Jesus. Billy Bedlam caught his uh wife another man drove four towns over killed her brother her sister her mother her father if anyone has
3: the time to listen to all like 90 episodes I want a super cut (laughs) of just Vinny's quoting Connor and then you can finish it off with his entire recital of Deep Blue Sea I
4: love Deep Blue Sea alright I'm putting I'm putting some hope out in the world that that other things are gonna make it hope this is number six, right? I can't yeah. you guys
1: didn't want to talk more about Con Air. That's a little disappointing.
2: <laughs> I, I think it's fair where it landed, but... Uh, yeah, it really could have landed anywhere on this list, and I would have not been surprised. You
3: guys shocked. don't want to do a whole episode on Con Air? Could we we could. Uh, yeah, well, you could. I don't know about us two. We're just sitting here <laughs> waiting for
4: you to finish. I do love everyone in the movie pretty yeah. much. No, like, it's it, a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> it has... Maybe one of the most ridiculous endings of any Nicolas Cage Oh, right? the Las
1: Vegas Strip? Yeah. yeah.
4: I, Not only just, so, like, landing on it, but then, like, somehow able to, like, everyone survive, or most people survive, and, like, sh- the shootouts that ensue, <laughs> and that he's still somehow able to get away. Or could do, you, they, could or do, you do they just grant, or does somebody see him and, like, give, oh, he gives him the nod, right, or something? Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Could you argue that this shouldn't be on a Nick Cage list because John Malkovich shines more than him?
4: I I think John Malkovich steals the show, big time. Um,
1: I, your dick jumps out of your pants. You jump out of this plane.
2: <laughs> I think there's another Nick Cage movie where I feel like another actor shines over him on this list. Where it's on the, on the list or already? I, I think it's going. No, I think oh, it's okay. going to show up on the list. Where that I, I wouldn't discount a Nick Cage film just because another actor is. So yeah, good. that's, that's true. No, I, no, no, no. I'm not either. The next just, set of
1: wings you see belong to the flies not done. <laughs> over
3: your rotting <laughs> corpse. All right, and moving along, number six.
2: I, Pete, I think this is a good pick. Uh, number six is Matchstick Man. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, also, I had, also my number six.
3: I added an eight. I, I good love, on I you. i love Pete, me some Sam Rockwell. It's
4: yours. All right. Um, this is another amazing acting performance by Nick Cage. The face act. It's a movie that we can't talk about the end, I don't think, even if people haven't seen it yet. I think we talked about it already. Because (laughs) watching the end... Watching this movie, knowing what happens is completely different than watching it. It's 2003. I think it's fair game. I still think it's like... Because I had no idea. I had no idea when I first saw it, and I was Yeah, and I think
3: we did an episode... Was it the heist episode? I don't even remember, but I brought it up and I think we talked about that. But yeah, for the purposes of this episode,
4: don't talk about it, that's all. Anyway, uh, Nick Cage and Sam Rockwell. Who I love, love, love Sam Rockwell. His entire career. Oh, I mean, we could best. do a Sam Rockwell episode we, just as easily. We will. <laughs> Sam Rockwell fucking in this and in um,
3: Everything Green is- Mile. Oh my god.
0: You know, forget, nut, forget nut I mean, that I mean this
4: this he's like normal he's just like kind of a he's like comedic relief in this movie but this is like but ends up being this is Nick Cage doing like freakouts because he's like uh, he's like obsessive- compulsive kind of depressed you know he has he has some mental things going on he has a lot of quirks a lot of uh, twitches and uh, he is one of his best freakouts in the uh, <laughs> in the drugstore. When with the guy he says something, he's like, "Hey, Red, down on the carbon And he's like, "Spit blood!" I, I didn't say all the words because I don't know everything he says. But, and then he, and then eventually he's like, "And sir, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for freaking out of you." After he finally gets his medication, but um yeah, so he and Sam Rockwell are um, con men, and they do short, easy cons for the most part, doing. Uh, You know, calling people, older people up, getting them to buy something, and then they pretend that they're agents and they're going after the other people, this kind of stuff. And, um... So give up your bank account numbers. Yeah, you know, and, and it's like they're unlikable, they're characters that should be unlikable, but you like them anyway, because they're there in front of you, and and you get to feel for him because his daughter comes into it, and his daughter is, uh... Really well done by her. Yeah, um... You know, they had been separated. He didn't know she existed for 14 years, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, there's not a lot I can say about this movie without spoiling it. If these guys want to spoil it, I don't care. I mean, it's just, it is has been out for a while, but I feel like watching it, knowing what happens, kind of, I
0: don't
3: know. Yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure I spoiled it on whatever episode it was brought up on. Um, but, yeah, it's a fine Nick Cage movie. I love Sam Rockwell play off each other very well um i think it's maybe the end of his what is this oh mm-hmm. three so this is probably like the end of the hollywood run for him is about coming to an end i think this is it's, a um right
4: uh, ridley scott movie by the way yes yeah that's what it was then and ridley scott was
3: the ridley um, scott list
1: a departure for ridley scott oh, yeah. was done in a really really good way yeah uh We still have more to mention, but actually, I
3: shouldn't say this is the end of the Hollywood run, but it's coming to an end. He had a
1: uh, he worked with some really a a group of like fine directors. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, And it, it had to be a great experience working with Ridley Scott. No awards for this one. No, no nominees.
4: No nothing. Yeah, I feel like this is a movie that is a quiet, like you don't hear a lot of people talking about it
0: yeah um, see
4: that I think I, it's, it's a it's movie really it's really smart though. it's a movie lovers movie you know it's written it's dialogue it's not there's no action in this movie except yeah. for like one car chase it's uh, really really bear, smart and a the chase. the
1: yeah, relationships the building the relationship with his daughter was really well done Roger loved it Roger Ebert for what do <laughs> you got this little thing right there I I, I checked like as soon as I started seeing the trend I checked it for all of them oh okay yeah Roger Ebert, four stars. Loved it. Hmm. Um What else do I want to say about this one? Well, we're not talking the ending. But that stung me pretty good.
3: Yeah, it's hurt. It's hurtful.
1: Yeah.
4: It was motherfuckers.
1: No remorse.
4: I feel like it was it wasn't like necessarily sad. Like they made it. They finished it off in a way that wasn't necessarily sad, but you felt bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. You you shouldn't shouldn't feel bad. Only
1: because he was a good sport about it, which he didn't have to be. Right. Selling rugs. For many.
3: Now we're all sad. All right.
1: (laughs) You guys are like, oh, my wavelength, my exact number seven, my exact number six. Man.
2: In terms of where I thought this would land on the list, this is basically where I thought it would... It's not Cage at his <laughs> Well, so there. with the
1: with Cage at his cage like the the the, the nervous ticks yeah. and outbursts were really well done. The face acting yeah. was really well done. Like he had to, I guess, do some research and uh, all the cleaning. that was more in the beginning, um, mm-hmm. but he keeps going back to the shoes and the carpet. Like all that was. Super, I love, it. I love his armor. like
4: quick to his, his quick like instead of like yelling fuck or something when something he's like pick me. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, it's me.
3: Yeah, it is you. Uh-oh. You can right. see the the look of just.
1: We're in the top five. The top five.
3: He's gonna rip his lips off in a second. I'm a
2: little nervous about the top five. This I'm, <sighs> I'm not
1: nervous about anything. Well. I mean, the last two have been in line with my list, so I'm going to stick with the number five on
4: my list. i ruined just number one. I feel... it
3: eh, happens. A
1: little also, bit. we're getting very... So, I have five. I have four. And, and P three. One. one of you is getting money and in the bank. You nearly not really have to
3: announce one. it.
1: <laughs> I think you have to use it, but I don't
2: know what you use it for.
3: I think okay. I knew I was getting money in the bank weeks ago when we announced it. <laughs>
1: This might get some
2: heat. Uh, Wait, all right. This is five, right? Yeah. Uh, This was not a... I did not know this was a Coen Brothers movie, but it is a Coen Brothers movie. It is. Oh, yeah. Very much so. It's Raising Arizona. Oh, yeah. It's number five.
3: Yeah, it is. It's like... Higher,
4: lower, not in the list. No, I'm fine with five. Lower on my list. I have it at four. I knew it was going to make it between the two of you, so... Especially with... Cramming all these movies, and some of them were really
1: heavy. A lot of them were really bizarre. A lot of them were really crooked, off the walls. Nick Cage. This was like probably the most fun, lighthearted, enjoyable yep. of them. And uh, I thought Coen Brothers came came through this like. It comes I think through this, this is their first movie. No, nah, is nah. isn't Blood
3: Simple their first movie? Maybe
1: Blood Simple and um, the Irish one they did were before this. Oh. This is 87. 87. So, um, definitely not their first. Um, Holly Hunter, mm. I thought, was yeah, really she's good in this.
4: Fantastic. And everything she does.
1: Her name is unfortunate because I kept. Not her acting, of course, but her acting was really good. But her name just kept, kept making me think of Helen Hunt. <laughs> and I hate <laughs> Helen Hunt. <laughs> You do? <laughs> Mad About You? I don't, think you've ever, I don't think you've ever brought that up before. Do you have, uh, do you have a nickname for her? That you no, I, I can't say that. <laughs> I got a <laughs> Helen Hunt.
4: But she is a wretched bitch. We eventually, to, we eventually have to talk in length about Twister, so you gotta... I love
1: that movie. I just hate her. All right.
4: It must be from childhood.
3: It's gotta be, because nobody should hate someone like that. Did you have a, like a, that.
4: A, Hel- a Helen in your life that you didn't like? No, nah, I never knew a Helen.
3: Did you watch a lot of Mad
1: About You?
4: Didn't watch any of it I Don't <laughs> like Helen Hunt. Uh,
1: I think Nick Cage, of course, Nick Cage equally, alongside Holly Hunter, shine in this. But right behind them is John Goodman and William Force. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love this. Love <laughs> yes. them in this. Uh, Francis McDermott. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about this one. It was, it's just feel good. Uh, this is an old one so maybe people haven't seen it even though it's a classic and it's a Coen Brothers movie but um, Nick Cage and Holly Hunter their characters uh, they can't have a baby so they decide to kidnap a baby there's a there's a rich rich couple family that has what was it Uh, quadruplets quadruplets yeah so they're like they won't miss one kid they won't be that (laughs) upset we'll just take one which they do and uh, shenanigans ensue and it's uh, there's a lot of comedic elements that go into it. And they take this baby and they're trying to raise it. And they're trying to figure out how to be parents. And they're trying to escape, you know, the authorities and stealing a baby. Interesting enough, before things turn bad uh, for these two characters, or turn bad like in the way that they are portrayed... Stephanie mentioned that John Goodman and William Forsythe are you two gentlemen. Are me and Pete? Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, I'm clearly Bill Forsyth. Was, I love Bill Forsyth. It was before
1: they uh they turned on them and took the baby, but before that when they were just like hanging out at the house, she was like, This is Pete and Jeff? Like, Look at all those beer cans everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be Pete and Jeff. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's um it's funny because, like, yeah, I love William Forsythe, so I'll take it. Um, mm. But I want to give a shout out to Randall Tex Cobb as the bounty hunter, mm. um, Philly guy, punch drunk boxer. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it's just funny that, like, for him to be in this, it's uh, that's about the only thing he had going for him was, like, the look of just a rugged
4: biker man. He used to live right uh, near my brother in West Philly, and he would see him, like, every couple of months, just like, yeah he he, pre- yeah, he he was pretty, yeah, he was pretty
3: uh pretty uh, unmistakable. Yeah, he's just there. Like he my ban- dad used to run into him in the city all the time. He was badass in this movie too. Uh, he's, he's fucking rugged. He's, uh I mean, he wasn't a good boxer, but I imagine that uh look isn't <laughs> isn't by mistake. I'm sure he's beat the hell out of a couple people in his life. Um God, his look is it's something else. I would love to like so you don't uh what the hell's the word audition a guy like that right like you're like this is the guy we want this is well, he this. wasn't
2: an actor right he was just a boxer Yeah right? he was just,
3: I think he was I, I, I guess he was trying to transition into acting at some point because he ends up in a bunch of random stuff I mean he's been on like TV shows and he's in Ace Ventura for a second and so He was, it was
2: full Mad Max gear was this Yes oh what he he blast the
3: Oblata off the mind. highway <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it's like yeah it's it's a freaking Fury Road uh, some shit with him it's funny and I, is this the only well no because Fargo's got some well I don't know is this like the Coen Brothers straight comedic effort
4: uh, uh straight big Lebowski <laughs> yeah. and this ah, I, I feel remember. like are pretty yeah good. okay Lebowski are,
3: yeah 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 oh brother were our pretty comedic no it's pretty
4: yeah
2: it's on the same
4: level as this okay I've never seen like that, different... so I have no idea. Oh. Uh, you, you Watch watched that, them. I think. Watch that
3: one. Very, I've always heard good things. I like uh, John Taturo a lot, too. I know yeah. he's in that. Um, yeah, I always they forget do, about the Lebowski way they do being I
2: think comedy known is so. Too.
1: It's different. It's yeah. always so different,
3: yeah. yeah. Yeah, I tend to always forget Lebowski's them. Because it's just so, like, above everything. You know what I mean? It's like its own
4: entity. Oh, yeah, I mean, people. Yeah, yeah. I... I do know
2: they're known for bringing actors back. I am a little bit surprised they never brought Cage back after, yeah, this film. So yeah. I, I'm curious how That's that sure. went. He would, like
0: pretty
4: soon after this, like it was like uh, Moonstruck, which Cher won an Oscar for, and then you know he's thrown into like leaving las vegas where he wins an oscar and then right. you know other, all these action movies and maybe they were just like oh he, he got too big for well and,
2: and he does seem to like to do his own shit too on set yeah like i can see that where they're trying to go their own way yeah. and he's it's like
3: my uh my character has gonna wear a raccoon hat <laughs> right. uh no i don't think he needs that and then i'm gonna do blow off of the uh no nick then I'm going to do karate. That's my Nick Cage. Not very good.
2: It sounded like Cameron Poe.
3: Well, I'm glad it sounded like something because I, I have no business doing a Nick Cage.
1: So this is one, uh, our boy Raj. Roger Ebert, not a big fan of this one.
3: <laughs> no! One and a half stars. What? Eh. He doesn't know what's good for him. Man, that's rough. Well, this is early Cage, so maybe he's just not ready.
1: It is very early. I and mean, this is a young cage.
3: Must mustachioed cage.
1: <laughs> Alright, that was number
2: five, right? Yes, sir. I have a number four pick whenever you guys are ready to hear it. This is from Jeffy, huh?
3: Jeffy, Jeffy.
4: i nervous. I don't Me too know why.
2: I feel like it's... I'm just ready to pull up that briefcase. You ready? The number four pick is Mandy.
4: Okay.
3: Boom. Okay. Boom.
2: I I thought this would it's go top, higher it's top five. with you guys. I had
4: it top three, but it's fine. I'm looking at Vinny. I'm watching him. Oh, uh, because he's gonna pick it again and he wants to get He wants it to Google. go higher. What do I have? Number three. Looking. No, i I'm, I'm three, right? This is four, I'm three. Or no, I'm two. I'll gonna... allow it
3: oh look at that this is four yeah
4: this is four and yeah so... year three
1: yeah
3: and I'm two okay yeah so obviously Mandy talked about a little earlier little wild psycho trip of a movie um, what is he a lumberjack right lumberjack yeah. living in the woods with his girlfriend um, you know it seems to be just living a simple life. And then some crazy cult people come around. And. But he, the dude's just like obsessed with his girlfriend, right? For like no good reason. He just sees her out. and He he's wants her. Is a
1: lumberjack? Her. Oh, the cult guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just street. uh power, But he's like. Power hungry. Um, but
3: he like sees her somewhere. Yeah, they're just and driving then, by. She's yeah. walking yeah, to work. And, yeah. And then it's just like.
1: But you can tell, like, that kind of like establishes all the people that are a part of his crew at uh, some point or another was like them I yeah. want, like, mm-hmm. each of them and like,
3: then yeah Nick Cage's life gets uh, shattered essentially um, do I when we talk about not doing spoilers I always get edgy about I doggin'. mean I think
1: this one or I, I know this one in the synopsis like out there is mm. established well, that she died
3: okay well they uh, the cult people burn his girlfriend alive and then Nick Cage goes on just a revenge.
1: Bizarre, heavy, yeah. metal revenge. Yeah,
3: there's a, a nice, like, two, three-minute scene of him just screaming in his underwear in the bathroom, drinking a bottle of vodka or whatever Which you would it is. think it
4: would be comical, but...
3: No, it's not. It's, like, heart-wrenching.
4: Yeah. This is another... It's just... He's never done anything like this before. And it's like pure emotion, mm-hmm. but every emotion. Yep. You literally witness every emotion.
3: A lot of trippy imagery, just kind of like very... in between scenes and like faces melting into other faces. Oof. Um, That pinkish blue stuff going on again. That, uh, that
1: face over face thing, I've never seen that done before in any film. I'm sure it's been done in a way or another, like in, in some kind of art house movie, which Art House isn't really my bag, but that was completely unique to me and, like, it was just really, uh, what's the word? Captivating and wild. The,
3: where is that coming from? I did, upstairs, I guess? It sounds like a damn birthday party.
1: Is there a party going on up there? Oh, I don't think <laughs> so. There might
3: be. We're talking about Mandy, so maybe people are rejoicing.
2: I think my favorite part about this movie is it's it's almost like the reverse of a normal actor's career where like people take experimental horrors and then transition that into like bigger acting roles. And Nick Cage is like one of the biggest actors we've had in the last twenty years and now he's into some weird experimental horror shit. Yeah, you know, and this is like what kicked like, it off. And this I mean, like now he's in his resurgence and this was
4: is now not the start of it, but it's it kind of is. I gotta wonder, like, what point in the script was he just like, Yep, <laughs> was this written for him? You know, like, there's all no, this.
1: So he actually wanted to play the role of Jeremiah. Oh, really? Yeah, what's I the know.
3: um, the stuff with Bill Duke? Amazing, yeah, and you kind of get
1: As, uh, Carruthers,
3: yeah, and they don't, um, so good,
1: they don't, amazing Bill Duke
3: explicitly say it, but you get a hint that uh, Nick Cage's character has a bit of a violent past and he may... But you don't know what? Right. It's all a mystery. He may have been some type of killer at some point.
4: I have have a a fan theory for you. Go, lay it on me. Is Willy's Wonderland a sequel to this?
0: Interesting.
4: What does he do after Mandy's over? After the chainsaw battle? And who else could do what happens in Willie's Wonderland mm. just like unmistakably although he doesn't drink soda or energy drinks in Mandy, he just does a lot of drugs. Yeah.
3: Oh well, the I mean, drugs
4: that.
1: And switch to only soda. Oh, yeah. maybe
3: that's how he weaned himself off. Yeah. Nah, I can't see them being related.
1: This is another um, one nowhere near like Conair with the big, you know, names and talent, but the ensemble cast of the only word I can think of is weirdos that they put together, like to make this thing happen. Yeah. Uh, Linus Rorsch as Jeremiah uh, was just perfect. He's a um, big time like stage actor and he just kills it in this. Like he's, he's creepy and icky and. Um, kind of like mesmerizing like, <coughs> when he's laying in bed and like bringing them all forward to talk to him. Uh and he's like yelling at um uh, Brother Swan. Uh, it's just yeah, uh, it's... the great Richard Break yeah. as the chemist.
3: Such a small part too.
1: Yeah.
4: Him at the end uh trying to preach to cage uh is pretty epic too. Just like saying what he feels like like so, what he he's thinking like he's speaking the word of God, and then he gets down on his knees and says, "I'll suck your dick, man!" Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like quickly, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: quickly, cowers <laughs>
0: Yes,
3: yeah. This this is a bonkers movie. The Cheddar Goblin, mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, a two second scene, took on a life of its own and it's become like a, a merchandising uh, jackpot for people.
1: It's it's. Would you guys say this is the most heavy metal movie you've ever seen? Nah. Really? Not the most it's heavy metal, there. but it's I don't yeah, know it's... that I can say it. With the the way they they bring apart the chapters and that how that's all done, the music, the the metal, literal just... grinding of the axe mm-hmm. and making his own weapon. Making the weapons is cool. The
4: axe uh, chainsaw fight. Chainsaw fight. Yeah. It,
1: it's up there, When people sure. When
4: people are like, oh, I don't know, that movie looks weird. Why should I watch a like, chainsaw fight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, big yeah. chainsaw that's, fight?
3: That's good enough.
1: And then the other thing... I mean, I am I guess I could research it, but why is Pino's Cosma- Cosmatus not done anything else?
3: No, no. Couldn't tell
1: you. I mean, he, he was a... An assistant on, um, oh god, mm hmm, Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Western Tombstone. He was an assistant on Tombstone. He did this,
0: that's
1: pretty much it. it. I don't know, he has like three credits. I
4: don't know, man. Get out I of mean, the business, he
1: just decided it wasn't for him. Well, he's not out of the business, he just did this in 2018. No, I'm saying maybe so he that got, was like he got a, out. that could have been his resurgence, and then he de- didn't do anything after. I don't know. Uh, also, I wouldn't mention um, Andrea Riseborough. Uh, this was, I think, the first thing I saw her in. But then I saw that she was in Birdman, and I love Birdman. But I can't remember what she, who she was in that. She's but like the girlfriend
0: of him.
1: Completely mesmerized by her because she's.
4: Kind of weird looking, but also like they well they light her specifically. There's scenes where they light her where it's like it looks like her eyes are completely black, and like so she looks freaky. Um, and plus they don't put much like they don't put like make, like like pretty no, but makeup and, and on her. And other her. stuff like because I yeah been, she's I've just been like following her, her like yeah. Uh,
1: did you see uh, Possessor? No. Amazing, amazing. And she was the lead in that. So good. She has small part a uh, smallish part in Bloodline. And then... Um,
4: the show? Yeah.
1: I don't remember that. And then the show Zero uh, Zero Zero. She's one of the leads in that. Really good. like uh, uh, It's based out of Italy, I remember. It only had one season. It was a while ago. I'm hoping there's going to be a second. It was an Amazon original. Um, cartel, cocaine dealing type show. And she's one of the leads in it. She's great in it. But... There's just something about her that like draws me to anything she does. Probably this movie is what started it all.
3: <laughs> it's a goodie. It's a goodie.
1: All right. So that fell in at what? At what? Five? Uh, four.
3: All right. So that goes to number three, which is uh, Vinny's pick. I'm
4: very nervous. I know. And stressed.
3: I can see. I was
4: trying to count. I didn't want to look. I was trying to count the strokes on Vinny's as he was writing I was like it doesn't sound like what it should be <laughs> oh man really <laughs> I don't know
3: doesn't sound like what it should this be this is
4: okay <laughs> I, I I can't tell
2: I can't I, alright of, of my own list that I kind of came up with this seems in line uh number three Vinny's pick is leaving Las Vegas
3: oh what I'm not mad at it it's just such a sad sad movie it's uh
1: it's <laughs> devastating but Nick Cage in this? three? Yes. It,
4: it was a tough watch. Top 15?
1: It was... You don't think it's in top 15?
4: I mean, I know he won an Oscar for it, but it, not when there's the other movies that are...
1: The display that he put on in this, the devastating, devastating... I mean... The only happy moment of this movie... Is the opening scene where he's dancing through the liquor store just grabbing bottles. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, this is fun. This is uh, going to be a I fun know, movie. A one. <laughs> and uh, he's like so happy. He's, he's grabbing the vodka. he's grabbing the gin, the whiskey. Grabs a, he like back, like stops his car, like, oh, wait, I forgot something. And grabs a bottle of Bailey's and he's all happy. Like, that's literally the only happy moment of the movie. His performance in this to. To act like someone that drunk and that going off the deep end, I don't even know how you do that. And he, um, he is, he is a pretty notorious uh method actor, right? Or only certain roles.
3: I don't know, I don't think he's a method
1: actor at all. I yeah. do, I
2: kind of think he is. Well, this, well, uh, for
1: this one, he did get hammer drunk to do this role.
0: I've read
1: this and the uh, I. I the way he acts in this and, and the relationship with uh, Elizabeth Shue like I keep going back to the same word it's, it's devastating Like now she sticks with him now the thing I picked up so I saw this again at a much younger age than I should have and completely didn't get it I think if I remember correctly I found it boring because I didn't know what, was what going being on. drunk was like and all <laughs> that um Here's the comparison that I came up with watching it this time. This movie is almost, not shot for shot, but act for act, a real-life kind of comparison to Kernenberg's The Fly. Hmm. If you think about it. Take out the horror and the fantasy and the sci-fi, and it's a relationship that's doomed from the start, a relationship that's happening out of kind of like desperation and necessity and the male is destroying himself and the female is along for it just out of love and feeling like they're trapped in a relationship and just watching it all happen and can't do anything about it he literally destroys himself on camera which he says he's going to do from the beginning but then you see it happen even as he enters this like what starts as like I guess like a friendship then becomes a leadership, and he's not backing down. He says, like, don't ever tell me not to drink. I'm gonna. This is still my plan. This is what I'm going to continue to do. They have their little... What happens in, like, every romantic movie and rom-com where they split. And just like in The Fly, they split. Um, but in this one, just like The Fly, she comes back at the very end where he's right at the end of destroying himself. And she's right alongside him as he does it. it it's... It's sometimes, like, one of the the best relationship movies I've seen, but by far the most devastating relationship movie I've ever seen. Like it, it is just all kinds of depressing. I have no need to ever watch this movie again. <laughs> ever. <laughs> um But it's, it was so good, and Nicolas Cage was so good in it. Um... The score is really bad, though. they anyone remember the score?
3: Jesus Christ. Uh right, you ready for this this review? From who? It's, 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 Raj? it's a, a user review. Okay. Raj. Raj. My boy Raj. Me, Raj. Four stars, very realistic, but horribly depressing. Try to avoid it. This movie is one of the most realistic portrayals of late stages of chemical dependency, complete with dry heaves, bleeding, and death. Not exactly a family pick, to say the least. It's so unrelentingly depressing and awful, I can't recommend it to anyone except that it be shown to addicts to show them what to expect. The hero of the story is a man who deliberately chooses to drink and drug himself to death, and that is the only real plot of the movie. Elizabeth Shue plays the cliched part of the hooker with a heart of gold. By the way, this movie also helps to kill the writer, as O'Brien committed suicide just after selling the movie Mm -hmm. rights. No wonder it seemed so realistic and awful.
1: Um Wow. That makes it I mean even worse. <laughs> all the physical stuff, like the convulsing that he has, the, the vomiting. It's tough to watch, but it's so I thought it was so so well done by Nicolas Cage, like really amazing that he could he could do this on screen. Pete, I, I can't believe how much you dismissed it. Like I just I didn't want to bring the,
4: the mood down. Yeah. I like Well my, it,
1: it's a it's a downer, but like I don't know. It's so well. Done. I, 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 my boy, Rog, <laughs> Roger Ebert, four stars.
3: I like my cage crazy. <laughs> uh, I he all, was crazy in this. I, I mean, I don't
4: at all dislike it, but I don't think that a movie that you don't want to watch again belongs on the list. That's my opinion. Yeah, I but with that, but it's
2: not a movie you don't want to watch because it was bad. No, no, it no. is.
4: It it's, is it, a, it's hard to enjoy.
0: It is
2: a bummer. And
4: yeah, I, don't I can say again. I'm saying it, I think it's a great movie. It was a great movie. I can role. also
1: say, out of all the Nicolas Cage movies, this is one that I'll never really need to watch again. I, I can't think of a scenario where I would want to. But I'll also I'll never forget it. Yeah, I'll never forget this like this role. Like it was wild. Um,
2: uh, I felt similarly where like I. I didn't even really like the movie, but, like, it was objectively a good film. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I... It was sad. Like, it was depressing. I feel like, it's one of like I didn't somebody... love watching it,
4: but it was good. It was a good movie. It just it was a fucking bummer. Imagine somebody being, like, not reading the synopsis. Ooh, Leaving Las Vegas. That sounds like a good. fun movie. I bet there's a lot of Elvis impersonators yeah. I in felt worse. I felt Actually, bad. I should probably mention the
1: synopsis, because, again, it's an older one. So the story is uh, Nicholas Cage is a uh, screenwriter in L.A. He is a full-blown alcoholic, as we have mentioned. Things are quickly going downhill. He's losing his grasp. Uh, he lost his family. He lost his job. So basically, he decides to cash in all the belongings that he has and money that he has, move moves to Vegas to, with the intent. And a pretty well thought out plan of drinking himself to death, and then he meets uh, Elizabeth Shue, who is a prostitute. They form like sort of a friendship and bond, which turns into a relationship, and they have this um, relationship. But Nick Cage just not back off on his intent and plan, and he you know uh, agrees to like you know be be with her, and he does say that he's in love with her. <clears throat> but it's not backing off his plan, and she just kind of has to be alone for the ride. And it's super depressing. It was nominated and won a bunch of awards. The director, this n- not one that like of the powerhouses that Nick Cage worked with before. Uh, Mike, Mike is it Figgis or Fidget Fidget? Figgis. Mm-hmm. I think it's Figgis. Uh, hasn't really done much like a lot of filler and TV and stuff. But he did do another very gritty movie that I love called Internal Affairs. And that's a great movie. I think you guys would have dug my flag comparison. It it lines up, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, I I get it, for sure.
1: It's just a a downer. It's good. So, I mean, for someone that hasn't seen it, I can't recommend it highly enough just to see what he does on screen to show Decay and destroying yourself.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's never been done before.
1: Yeah, that's definitely something that's.
2: If you want to put impressive. a positive spin on it, he has a set of goals at the beginning of the film, <laughs> and he succeeds Is in he, achieving uh, them. Yep, he he's he, he. It's a positive motivation film. All right, that's one way to look at it. All So right. Pete, what are you doing now, number two?
4: I'm compromising my beliefs. Oh my goodness. You better, you better uh, impress me. because I, this I'm compromising my beliefs this is, because this, what I want to put here, I think that you would... The suitcase is burning a hole in my I body. think that <laughs> you would... Uh, what I want to put here, I think that you would... What should be the number one, what I would put here, I think that you would... Money in the Bank, so... I
2: I don't know what this one's going to be.
4: This is, this is Nicolas Cage's best acting performance, I think.
2: Ghost Rider? Number two... <laughs> 2005, Lord of
3: War. Oh. Fuck. Uh-oh. The money in the bank might be staying put. Because Vinny is high on this movie. I know that.
2: I am. I'm high on this
3: movie.
4: I'm high on crack. I ah, beat me. I was going to say. High on time. the fire that Vinny <laughs> lit. <lived three laughs> high on ago. those mushrooms. You
1: discuss while I hear your sales pitch of sorts. No, there's no... You can't tell him what to do. All Hold right. on. Well, fine. I'm just not going to mind any back while I hear us, well, but Pizza, right? All right.
4: Nicholas Cage in this movie is a yet another morally compromised character. You could say, <laughs> though, at, as a you know semi morally derelict person myself, you know, you kind of feel a camaraderie with him. You feel a bit of a camaraderie with his scumbag brother. Uh, Not not a total scumbag. He's just a drug addict, I shouldn't say, because being a drug addict doesn't make you a scumbag at all. Um, uh, But anyway, he, through uh, several different uh, things that happen in his life, becomes an arms dealer. Uh, One of the best, like, back and forth, and as like an anti-establishment kind of person, you love that he's got this back and forth kind of like, fuck you, I'm like one step ahead of you relationship with Ethan Hawke, who has a great role as the federal agent who's chasing after him uh, for gun running. I think it's
1: awesome that I can't keep up with him.
4: There's, yeah, you really, it's it's like, it feels really satisfying. And, I, and it's one of those things where I'm like, I, it's like um, Breaking Bad where you're like oh i think like other people see this differently than me but i cho- i cheered for Walt up until the very end mm-hmm. in breaking bad i cheered for him the whole you know yeah. despite yeah, the fact he that he's cheating on his wife you're you like this shoot. this is the main character so you got to stick with him mm-hmm. because that you know you can't cheer against the main character you know maybe it doesn't end well for them that's that's their own fault and you have to accept that as the reader or viewer or whatever the whatever the form of media is that you're whether you're reading a book about somebody in that light or watching a movie. But and the fact that he's got a back and forth thing with the guy that plays Bilbo Baggins, who's who at the beginning earlier on in the movie is like the lead gunrunner in the movie. And then he, yeah, ha, he just so happens to have this relationship with an uncle who was a Soviet general in Ukraine and, you know, tables turn. He gets like all these AKs and shit. I just think I, I think it um, I think it's really well acted uh, from him and and he does the uh, he does voiceover in this movie which I like he's got you know that can be hit and miss depending on what the movie and depending on what the writing is I think he's got the perfect voice for it where like you know he can just be his character can just be doing stuff and he's just perfectly narrating it in like the perfect tone I love the direction of this movie. The writing's fantastic. The cinematography's fantastic. The decisions they make on, like there's one scene where they have a machine gun firing, and it's like starts off and it's firing bullets, and then sound takes over, and she's like ching ching cha ching yeah. as the bullets go. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that this was the whole opening. Yeah, with the, um, the
1: opening is insane. Yeah, the the traveling of the bullet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Super. Super
4: cool. Um. And and fully compromising. Uh. As I had to. As I had to compromise my. What is prob- what I would put here or number one, he had to compromise his own self and family and everything, to get through this meeting.
1: So. Wait to hear what number one he compromised.
4: What if you were wrong? I'm not.
2: No. I, what if you were wrong and
4: no, not I, doing it? I, think, I don't think I am.
2: I think you were right to put this on the list. Yeah.
4: Again, I think that this is one of his best, if not his best, his top three actor, acting performances. I feel like this movie, like, I can't picture another person in this role. I feel like it was almost written for him. It was caged
2: through and through. And it's
4: a movie that came, kind of came out of nowhere. No one expected it. I think other people could have done this role. But
1: it's a very stereotypical rise and fall
2: of a bad guy. But he which he we've has, seen countless he has times before no fall though. He doesn't I mean he loses not. his family, but he doesn't he's still he's still in the And he's like all the, same all the drug job. stuff like, um I mean I,
4: I
1: I I would like to try a line of coke with gunpowder, because yeah.
2: like in the end of the movie he doesn't go to jail, not to
1: Well give now that's that's the thing like is he, that's one of
4: the most satisfying things is that he's his he's given up his family, his personal family, his his romantic relationships he's compromised everything but in the end he still beat out this federal agent yeah which still leaves you with a good feeling right. at least he for me he wins even though he loses yeah um I
1: really like the relationship and dynamic with him and Jared Leto yeah especially that scene where Jared Leto like makes the outline of the Ukrainian cocaine yep Eddie White's still off the board. Like, we've been on some cocaine benders. Can you imagine if someone did that to us? Like, how did he not kill him? Like, I would have lost my mind. Uh, it's a very good scene, because he does lose his mind. He is not killed Nick Cage, yeah. obviously, but he loses his mind. Like, I know that feeling. Like, that was really well uh, put together. I like when movies... Even though it's, it's very heavily fictionalized, still educates me about something in yeah. history, which is very loose, but it yeah. is based on totally. on history a little bit. Um, the character of, uh, what was his name? The, the, he just said, um, Pullman Baggins, Lord of the Rings. He That was like a real-life dude that was running all this arms stuff. Um, I didn't realize how much... Real life stuff they used for filming this because it was cheaper. Like that pile of AK-47s, they actually used a real pile of it because it was cheaper than getting prop guns. Um, the lineup of tanks that they showed was an actual arms dealer's like setup that they used. Um, I forget his name, but the the African dictator, that's a big part of the movie.
2: Andy, I don't remember what is.
1: um He was really entertaining. I prefer it my way. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Uh, Raj, three and a half stars.
0: Oh Jesus!
1: So he enjoyed it. He loved it. So all that being said, I do want to money in the bank this. You <sighs> sign it. I'm just tired. <laughs> only that's so why I love this movie. The only reason I think there's just two movies that define. Nick Cage better. Oh. And I, I can't choose both of them. I'm really hoping I'm pushing Jeff into the right corner here. And one, like, I'm getting all, like, fit like I think it's the best. The one I'm to replace it with, I think, is the best crafted or made movie that Nick Cage has been in. Mm. Excuse me. Wait, hey, what? Yeah. Jeez, man compromised
3: his beliefs and you got a money in the bank and like that. I'm curious to hear
2: what it would have been. Sure, Uh, That was number two, right? So yeah, he just took over the two. Trashing number two. I think it's important that number two is not a bad film. But I think it's actually important that we get this film in there. Vinny goes with Adaptation as the new number two
3: alright I mean your money in the bank it ain't going nowhere yeah but I'm so
1: curious what everyone
4: thinks I don't even know what this is it's not a better movie than than Lord of War that's for sure you don't think so?
3: no I don't know
1: this one I don't
4: think I've actually heard of this good...
3: one
1: this is a uh, 2002 it's a super weird movie the way it's filmed the way it's written but that aspect is what made me kept thinking about it for like uh, days after. This one somehow fell through the cracks for me. Like I did not see it when it came out. I don't think I, I even knew about it coming out. I only learned about it just from reading Nicolas Cage articles and, and lists and this one like in so many ways blew me away. Um <sighs> Going alongside Meryl Streep and Chris Cooper, like, in the best kind of way, especially Meryl Streep, um, just elevated Nick Cage. Nick Cage playing double roles. He was a twin in this, and is basically about him adapting a book into a screenplay and getting the worst kind of writer's block and going insane, and... His twin brother is like a freeloader, goofball, not, you know, they kind of established not nearly as smart as the main Nick Cage character, and moves in with him and is freeloading off him and just decides, like, oh, well, you're writing screenplays, so I'll just write one. Then he writes some bullshit, like, generic screenplay for Hollywood that he sells for a million dollars and is driving the main Nick Cage character, crazy. And he's kind of going down this rabbit hole of uh, insanity and writer's block while trying to figure out this screenplay. But at the same time, you're seeing what made the screenplay with Meryl Streep and the Chris Cooper character, all about um, lotuses and being used for making drugs and poached and there's a lot going on in this, but... It's super weird, the way it's filmed and the timeline of the story and just the storytelling in general. Very strange, but it completely drew me in and and quite literally had me thinking about it for days after. Just, like, kind of kept reflecting about it and thinking more about it. The um, director's name... Is it Spike Jones or is it, it like, Spike I Jones? Jones? Spike, is this Jones? Yeah. What was it? Wasn't there a rapper named Spike Jones? No. Oh, Mike Jones. <laughs> Mike Jones. Mm, my God, a, That was messing me up that his name was. Two eight
4: one three three zero eight zero zero five. That's his phone number. <laughs> the, the guy who did uh,
2: the screenplay on this was Charlie Kaufman.
3: That, is that Lloyd Kaufman's brother?
2: Well, he did uh, Eternal Sunshine. Oh, never mind. It's not Lloyd Kaufman. And. <laughs> God,
4: that was another one. Um, being John Malkovich, right? Because Dane this John movie Malkovich. starts off with would, them referencing. It's like him on the set of Being John Malkovich. Yes, yes, yes.
1: yes. yes. Um, there you. Was that the that part makes sense? The Spike Jones part, like he hasn't really directed any other movies besides this, which is amazing. Uh, because of the, some of the Oscar nods. He got, he has done, I mean, I don't know much about music video directors. He's
3: been, that's a shitload of them, yeah. uh, He was like the dude. Yeah, Uh, he must
1: be, like, he is like the music video dude.
3: Yeah, he was, and I think he did uh, some jackass stuff. I think he directed some stuff for them.
1: Chris, um, Chris Cooper won the Best Actor in a Supporting Role in the Oscars. Nick Cage was nominated for Best Actor.
3: Yeah, I I don't even, I've never even heard of this movie.
1: It's. I feel like you would dig it. It's strange. I'm surprised you don't like it that much.
4: I like it. It's just not top three. Well, it was my four.
3: Oh, now it's, it's your three. I'm it's
4: not, right? not top ten. It's definitely man. top ten. Come on. Oh, man.
3: I don't know, Neva. This is getting old. There, there's some
4: on here that I was like, all right, fine, I'll leave that go, but not above. I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know
1: this. I thought this was one was powerful with how much it stuck with me, and I would definitely revisit this one because second, third, multiple viewings. I'll probably pick up on more stuff. Um, It it, it was for Nick Cage himself a whole different thing, playing two different roles, twins, very different characters. uh, One a Bumbling idiot that was also overly confident, and then the main character who was super neurotic and like struggling and trying to figure out what he was doing. I don't know this this
4: one, and also I spent half the I spent half this movie trying to figure out whether his brother was a figment of his imagination. Did you struggle yeah. with that at all? Oh yeah, the first yeah. The first. In fact, when when he died, I was like, "Is he a figment of his imagination?" Mm-hmm. I still have no idea because. When you look up Charlie Kaufman brother, he doesn't have one. Yeah. So I was like
1: I, I don't think it was meant to be a figment, maybe it was. I got to watch it again because like there's so many things that I
4: probably missed. I thought it I thought the ending I thought it was really good up until the last like 20 minutes. It's kind of it Was like the chase go. and stuff. It's just not where I thought they were going with it. Well, I thought it was gonna be like I—I I mean, not that this had had to be how it went, but I thought it like the whole thing was like he was like falling for Meryl Streep because her about her writing and about orchids and stuff. And yeah, but just, she was falling or fell for Chris Cooper, right? And that that whole dynamic—he was great. I thought was super interesting. He was great in this. Yeah, scene. I love and I love him as a character actor in general.
1: Yeah,
4: uh,
1: and, and my boy Meryl Raj, Streep,
4: she'll get hers eventually, I'm sure. Raj. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Yeah, she's got... She's Someone will her. recognize her. Uh,
1: Raj, four stars?
2: Raj. I think it was a deserving film. Actually, uh, money in the I was going to talk I, about think, it, I think it's a I had of Lord League of war.
1: I had Lord of War at eight, and I had this at four, so I think... I was going to talk Just about mentioning this. them
2: both, I think it, it was worth moneying, the at least getting it in towards the end there.
4: Well, I, I was going to talk about it in discards, but... Well, oh, we got plenty of discards.
3: Oh boy. Alright, Jeff. We might be finishing discards without Jeff. Jeff's dozing.
2: Please don't let me down with number one. There's only one film that could be number one. Yeah,
3: there can't be anything else. I hope... Did you turn it in? Yeah, he has it. He has it in his hand. Oh, fuck it. Put that
2: shit in my hand. It's the John Travolta classic. <laughs> Thank it's God. face-off.
1: Yeah.
3: What what else would it be? My
2: number one, regardless of what would have happened. This is... It's been 1996. John this is, Woo. Christmas Carol. <laughs> this is, this <laughs> is
3: the best-case scenario when you have two guys who are like, ah, I see you wrote a script here. Yeah, we don't need that. Because <laughs> um, apparently the whole movie is just ad-libbed between the two of them. Like They were just like, oh, here's the script. And they were like, yeah, we don't care. And... <laughs> And it works. Yeah, and it and it's just lunacy, and it works. And it's, it's lunacy.
2: Nick Cage,
3: uh, playing, Nick Cage playing, Caster Troy, pretending to be John Travolta being,
1: whatever the hell. He gets his face taken off. I, I know
3: it's, it's the I'm a dude playing a dude pretending to be another dude. <laughs> that,
4: that's, the. the... Career risk they took to have each other's faces put onto the I other know. one. I didn't even know that. And then kind of eventually, and then impossible. eventually put back. <laughs> <laughs> Voice boxes and all is yeah. insane. And like their body, types. easily could have. <laughs> it easily could have gone. They should
1: laser shaved the chest. <laughs> That's right. Take care of that.
3: And the only way they get found out is just that one thing, brother. The Bro. only way that I can describe this movie, but Pollock's. Hey, he, calls yes. him, he calls him bro, and that's the end. Of it. That's how he gets caught. <laughs> uh,
4: this movie is a dance. A dance? A fine dance? A fine dance mm-hmm. between two great actors. I mean, one greater than the other. Absolutely. I mean, Travolta, he's fine, but... <laughs> yeah. Um Full suffice. I mean, don't get me wrong. Travolta, in this movie, probably his best acting role. Because as a villain, I mean... Great. Fantastic. I mean, and you and and even 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 watching it, like in the beginning when he's like the good guy, you're like, this guy's a fucking pansy. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah. get into that. So it, it, so yeah, he transforms very into yeah. one of the great greatest villains, and then and then you got Cage who's struggling with both sides because when you get to him in his cronies lair, and he's like, well, what are you gonna do with him? And I'll leave it to Vinny to say the quote. We end. Ah, I want his face off. Yeah, and he's like, "You want his face one... off? I want his face
1: <laughs> off." <laughs> and then I like how his lackey like he's like, "Yeah, face off." off.
4: Another whack job. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh. Uh, shout out to uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Yeah, his little prison guard. <laughs> He's in this movie for about three frames. Hey man, it's work. It's you great. know, oh. um, I forget.
3: I had a funny thing I was going to talk about, and I lost it.
1: This thing is so over the top and wild, so John Woo, mm-hmm. so wow. John woo.
3: the Doves,
1: the woo, Doves, Woo 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 Johnny double, Woo. What what double guns, Blair? <laughs> what makes him think that every explosion is going to require fire? works cracklers going off. When that plane goes into that hangar it's a, it's a New Year's Eve like or a 4th of July fires work show. Like That's not how explosions and, work. And
4: also boats. There's a major yes. boat, boat race in Bo- this movie. Boat chase. Boats have very small engines. They're mostly made of fiberglass and wood. They do not explode like a giant <laughs> yeah. truck would. But um, in this movie they do.
1: God, it's good. And like uh, Archer's family fucked up stuff. I guess the son gets killed. Very tragic. The daughter... Oh, yeah. This movie begins
4: with child murder.
0: Yeah. But... On
1: Ni- screen.
3: Nicolas Cage's character subtly apologizes for it throughout the whole movie. It was an accident,
0: man. <laughs>
1: um, God damn. Correction. If I were to let you suck my tongue... Mm. Would you be grateful?
4: (laughs) The stuff with
1: the
3: daughter
4: and the cigarette, it just gets too Uh, uncomfortable. That gets really uncomfortable. Dude, when he, all the times when he's. Papa's got a brand new bag. Die!
0: Die! (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, The prison stuff's weird with the boots. The boots.
3: The Mario, they're the Mario Brothers boots. Did you notice that?
4: (laughs) Um, Oh, who's the guy that you brought up from Hung earlier? He's in this. Thomas Jane? Thomas Jane. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a scumbag in prison.
3: Yeah, then Ginger Gina Sean with the kid and
1: I need a light. I need like I guess the whole
4: person's respects.
1: I need a light. Um Yeah, and the stuff with the Russian guy, like, oh, you had a sex sandwich with his sister and his wife.
4: Like I, I don't think he's ten minutes later gonna buy him <laughs> to you like being cool with you. Also the same guy who uh played the machine in eight millimeter, same actor. Yeah, ah, yeah, I never noticed that. The machine. Uh, he's right. a good character actor too. He was in um, uh, True Blood for a while. He was the sheriff. Yep. Uh, and he's also he was in a sitcom too. He's also currently in uh, the show, uh, the wrestling show Heels. No, I haven't seen that. Um, it's okay, but uh, yeah, He yeah. He's I like him. He's one of those guys you see around here. Like, yeah, like uh, character actress Margot Martindale. It's like a warm hug when you see her. Those people on <laughs> stage a warm or on, on screen. Warm. hug. So the difference
1: between Nick Cage and Travolta in this, I like Nick Cage, even if the screen time is less, much more as Castro Troy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as Sean Archer, Nick Cage, you was see still the struggle, like crazy, and the struggle. Yeah. Where, like you already mentioned, yeah. Uh, Travolta was just annoying and a bitch.
4: Yeah, um, this movie starts out basically with like a full, like the full twenty five minutes ending of a regular action movie. Like, <laughs> like the, the the like the shootouts between him going after Caster Troy. When
1: they're between the, the the wall back to back, that's pretty cool. Yeah,
4: and and that's basically how it starts. Aside from the fucking child being murdered in the immediate first scene. Just on a carousel. The
1: only scene I think where Travolta really does well with the uh, Casper Troy part is where he goes to visit Nick Cage in prison and he has the new superhero's face and he's just like, has that cocky smirk. And he's like, God damn you good looking. (laughs) Um, That part was really good. But Nick Cage, like when he, it's so dramatic when he gets out of the car at the airport and the trench coat like yeah. flops in the way it's like yeah, gets it's, his, that's like, all jazz Woo double. Stuff. gets yeah. his double gu- uh, gold guns yeah. and his little box full of drugs and chiclets <laughs> it's, like, it's awesome it's awesome
3: it's just bonkers The the every choice in this is just bonkers the dialogue the when he movements execu- when he
1: executes the the FBI on the plane what are you Sean he's just like <laughs> like
4: it's uh, wild stuff.
1: No,
3: no one can see you when you do that.
1: I'm just starting <laughs> you guys.
4: That, that's just for you guys. Oh, yeah. Are we talking to other people? I
3: forgot. Yeah. All right. I'm dying. Can we do discards? Yes. I'm going to start me? with... I'm just tired, man. I go to bed. This is a late night for me, 1030. I'm usually asking Oh, uh, there's no caffeine in root beer. i
2: can give you caffeine. Oh.
3: I, I got a
2: coffee for him, man. I can't be
3: drinking coffee this late. You want to drive?
4: Nobody has to ask you if you're to drive. No, I'll
3: be Yeah, and I'll be out to drive.
1: I'm just, I'm just exhausted.
4: All right, discards. The biggest snub on the list we have to talk about. Go for it. National Treasure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. Was... And
3: The Rock. Yeah, so here's the, the what we were talking about earlier, the ensemble thing. The Rock is another big ensemble mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, not just like... Walmart a, <laughs> And not just like... A, Welcome to The Rock. A, small names here, right. either. It's just like... Sean
1: Connery. <laughs> and, Ed, uh, Harris. Ed Harris. No, no. Tony oh, Todd. Todd. <laughs> Tony Todd. So that's my hero scene in the movie. Huh? Um Niggles Cage and Tony Todd. Yeah. Uh, you ever listen to the, uh the, fight? the Rocket Man? I don't listen to that soft ass <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, that's you. You're you're the Rocket Man. You're all uh, you're the Rocket Man. Listen to that also,
3: I don't think shit. I could uh, put a needle into my heart to stop myself from dying. Ugh, I'd probably just that's die.
4: That's scary. Um, good car chases in the in that movie, too.
1: Over the San, top.
4: San Fran now, car chases where you're like another
1: boom, boom boom. Big time act uh director
4: who I hate
1: other than pretty much this movie Michael Bay. Uh what are your foresights in this, too, isn't he? Yeah, Forsythe's yeah. yeah. great in this. Yeah. He's he's basically doing the Deuce Bigelow role. I, I was just gonna say he's
3: doing like a combination of like Blue Streak Deuce Bigalow. It's like a badass. Co- I love that line in Deuce Bigelow. <laughs> what do you think about this? Huh? They gonna get money for it.
1: <laughs> There's also the uh,
4: the fan theory that this is in the James, James, James Bond, Bond. Yeah. which makes a ton it does of sense. make sense. Yeah.
1: It's not, <clears throat> yeah. but it does make sense. Michael Bean. I'm always down, with Michael Bean. Michael Bean. That... I will not give that order. No. What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, another Oscar nominee for Best Sound. Best Sound? What did it
4: have Rodfield Raj feel Three and <laughs> half stars. He <laughs> dug it. He dug it.
3: Jesus Christ. Rod must have been on the Nick Cage uh, payroll.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, great ensemble. Uh, what's another big snub, big snub? Family Man, Christmas movie? Nah, pass. Yeah. <laughs> Look, hey,
3: I don't know if it's a big snub. Um, oh, bringing out the dead.
0: Yeah, eh, it's a Scor- I mean, it's Scors-
3: yeah, Scorsese.
1: It's- I thought Pig was a big snub. Uh, that I watched deserved.
2: a lot of Cage movies over the last couple weeks, and I can't believe Pig didn't make your list. It, it was number ten. It, it just
1: the way everything was shaking out. That was a really good movie. It was really, really it's centered around uh, cooking? Truffles. Culinary people. <laughs> culinary no. People. Right. Like so Pete, the speech that he gives to the whatever, the contemporary fine dining chef that it's, was his That's one cook, of the
2: best scenes I've ever seen in any movie.
1: And it's so spot on where he's like, What are you doing? He's like, you're not even happy. You're just you doing fucking this fucking
2: destroying. You're just that doing guy.
1: this to be to be, you know. A write-up or whatever. One of my favorites. scenes. It, it, it's so accurate to the industry too. It's very
4: well done. Have you? How many? T- have you? Did you watch it again? So no, I, haven't I haven't watched, watched it since once. the first time I saw it. So, it was um, it was probably actually thirteen on my list, and Willy's Wonderland was next. And I was just like, I'm picking Willy's Wonderland because I, yeah, I know how the director. It was ten on go. my
1: list. I mean, that role, like, yes, it was him just basically being like dirty. Dirty, uh, you know, homeless Nicholas Cage, old man kind of thing, but just so well done, and the restaurant stuff was so good. Yeah, my
3: uh, my dad was high on a movie called Joe. I missed that one.
4: Oh.
1: Schlesburg,
3: I will say,
2: I watched that one. Uh, I thought that was really good and uh, very well acted Cage film. Yeah, my dad
3: really liked it because I told I, I actually asked my dad about this because he knows some Nick Cage stuff, but that was surprisingly the only one he really brought up and it's newer
2: Uh, it it would have made my own cage list there you go uh i thought it was a very well acted mature cage film
3: yeah which is i guess few and far between huh
2: yeah (laughs) It, it, it when it wasn't crazy cage it was grounded in uh a good story
3: that uh it was another one we someone brought up earlier. Drive Angry, Ugh. no,
4: no, that was Season no of other. the Witch. Anybody? Mm-mm-mm. It was actually better. I watched it. Um, didn't make my list, but it was better than I remember it. Oh. So, I can't believe may, maybe. But I uh, Drive Angry would not be
1: better than I remember it.
3: I would have uh, really high on my list at like number top 13 12 11 something like that I, w- I want it to include the wicker man just because it's it was on my 15 it's it's unbelievable like it's not it's so good bad, it's yeah not it's not good horrible. you but like I can't believe they Released this like yeah. I can't believe this was allowed out for public consumption. I saw that movie in the theater when
4: it Wow, was damn! <laughs> what year was that? And I was like, "What the fuck?" I left. I was like, "I don't know." Fourteen. I saw it with our friend Dan. I was like, "What the fuck did we just?" Yeah, like,
3: like not the be like everything about it. But is... it gets better when you watch it more. Oh, no doubt. A little bit, no doubt. I'm sure you just gotta appreciate it for what it is. Uh. Um, one, How to get burned?
4: How to get burned?
3: How to get burned? And I'm just beating up like every woman in the movie.
1: <laughs> One that you guys wouldn't care about, so I didn't bother putting my list. Wind Talkers.
3: Yeah, I thought about it, but I never. I know the the gist and the premise. I never seen it.
1: It's a very generic classic war movie. Mm. Except the, the spin on it is that World War Two, uh, and very loosely based on. Uh, fact and a true story but the fact part of it is that we did uh, recruit
0: Navajo yeah. uh,
1: Native Americans to fight in the war because in a racist way they were like Japanese people and their language yeah, they didn't. the Japanese couldn't figure out to be code talkers mm. and they were paired up with an American to protect them so Nick Cage was protecting uh, one of them uh, kicking Wayne from Joe Dirt. Yes. What was it kicking yep. Wayne? I'd take my name to kicking so, ass. Is what I would do. The only time, as far as I know, that Nick Cage double dipped with a director, John Woo did this one, in a very John Woo way. And Christian Slater's in it, and this was when Christian Slater was really hot in his career, and he agreed to take on a role where on screen he got his head cut off. Damn. With his head laying in the dirt. Which I thought was. This isn't cool.
3: when Christian Slater's hot though. Yeah, it was. The nineties is when he's hot. This is like two thousand
1: something. This is very early two thousands. He, he's still still It's no. still Christian Slater. I'm not saying anything bad. I like Christian Slater, I'm saying but his He's still it was still shocking to me as a young lad to be like, Christian Slater's got his head cut off? And it's laying in the dirt <laughs> You know, people get their head cut off. It happens. Yeah, but Hollywood, Hollywood magic. game like that.
3: Um, I don't really have too much. I mean, Trapped in Paradise got brought up. That's a goofy little John Lovitz, Dana Carvey. They Trapped in Paradise is the reference to Paradise, PA. Um, you know, Amish country. And they're trying to rob a bank on like Christmas Eve, and everything can go wrong goes wrong. That kind of deal.
4: Um, Vampire's Kiss.
1: Vampire's Kiss. Just for the... Strictly just because it's the wackiest cage
4: possibly ever. It is ever. a true dive into man's madness.
0: <laughs>
4: well, I've but never it, seen anything like it.
3: It's his depraved mind. It's like him, it's like
0: he was
4: preparing for Mandy before. And he's... And they they like... They were like giving him like the, the reads on, on how they felt like he'd do. He's like, I I did vampires kiss. I I'm good. I'm good with this. Uh, on Mandy,
2: I am disappointed I didn't get to vampires kiss before my rewatch. Um, I'm disappointed that I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I sold you on it.
1: Um, if we did do a list of 15, at my 15 spot was mom and dad. Mm-hmm. I took because of the fun and the wacky Nick Cage stuff. It was fun. And the scene that we uh, mentioned a little bit earlier Nick Cage destroys a pool table with a sledgehammer while singing the hokey pokey. <laughs> and it's pretty epic. You gotta see that. Well. I think um, the
3: I think the Hokey Pokey song comes back up in Willy's Wonderland, doesn't it? Does it? Then i playing when he's like beating the shit out of one of the
4: things. It might. I can't remember. Um, Gone in sixty seconds. Mm-hmm. It's a. It was on my fifteen, I guess. Um, it's a great movie. It's one of those movies like you see it's on TV. And you're like, yeah, sure, yeah, leave it on. Um, and well, maybe it's just because I've seen that like so many times for that reason. But I said to these guys that actually came on when we were at root down on the TV. That might be like one of his like chillest roles. Although yeah, there's a few scenes, but like for the most part It's not like a defining Nick Cage role. No, it's like because you get again it's another ensemble you got um, Giovanni Ribisi as a young, you know, when he's still young, you got um, Robert Duvall, you got all those other guys, the dude from Snatch. The, the British guy that doesn't mm-hmm. talk. Um, you know, you got a, a whole ton of people in that movie, so... I do like when he does that, like... Let's, let's go. go! Yeah, after Lowrider. Uh,
2: what else With discards? I, I, mean, I, I would add. implore you guys. Uh, I think I'm probably the biggest comic book nerd sitting at the table. Uh, uh, that's a pretty big comic nerd. Into the Spider-Verse. Is not a Nick Cage movie, he's but he's one. He's, yeah. he's featured in uh, Spider-Man Noir. And That's his highest. It's the it's genre. maybe the best comic book movie I've ever seen. Oh. Well, it's he a, it, uh, he doubled it's, it's this. It's his highest uh, tomato meter it, movie. It's, and it's an animated movie, which is a stretch for a lot of people, but it's done so fucking well.
3: He, uh, he double dips in the comic book universe because he does uh, Superman's
4: voice on Teen Titans Go.
3: Not
4: mm. just a, like a little here you go, since he didn't actually get to play Superman.
3: Well, that I was gonna bring that up next. I was gonna segue into there's a documentary about that. Uh, what it's, I forget, it's got a long title, but it's basically what happened with Tim Burton's Superman Returns, and it's, it's a lot. Too, it's not too late, folks. Yeah, Let's make it happen. Uh, the <laughs> Nick Cage. Superman. It's not Nick Cage acting; it's him getting like fitted in the suit and doing like uh, uh, costume fittings and stuff. And it's just like he doesn't act in it, but he's giving his take and his ideas. And you're like, oh boy, what <laughs> this could have been! <laughs> it is wild, and I, I I still need that Tim Burton Nick Cage team up <laughs> for anything at this point.
4: Be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah I mean god I whoa, oh, watch it just uh, him in like he's dressed as his idea of Clark Kent is he's oh god I, say it. I can't even do it justice he's wearing like, a, he's wearing like a, a Mickey Mouse t-shirt with a Hawaiian shirt like tucked in to like some jeans he's got like a you know the long hair oh, yeah. and he's like you know because like Clark Kent doesn't know what you know what Earthman dresses like? This is just what his idea of, of what an Earthman would dress like and so I am like, Oh boy.
4: Well, we could be, you know, six months in the future and this list could look completely different because who knows what uh the incredible weight of massive talent. I think yeah. that would
1: actually make the list. Yeah.
4: That and, and, the and then Tiger King him is him, and, and, him as Dracula oh, the, yeah. Uh, oh
1: yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah, there's a lot. He's,
1: he's <laughs> pulling off of malignant and I forget what else as his influence. Vampire's yeah. kiss. No, yeah, probably. But he wants to bring pop to the not like pop, like pop culture. Like he wants to bring a pop to the the Dracula stigma. Well, oh, he, he will. I'm oh, sure there
3: will be some dancing. He's a the thespian, you know, not a actor. I know. He's a very good thespian. Whew, that was a doozy of a list, boys. That's was fun. I'm happy with the result. Yeah.
1: Not quite the three Maybe hours you we thought to, it was going to be. Do you want to read but... off the um, result? Or should
2: I? Uh, I can read it off the papers that I got here. Do you have an order? Or... I do. I, I, do. I, I wrote it down. Okay, good. I don't know that I have who wrote them all down. but uh, Well, you, you go... announce the movie. I'll say who yeah, did it. If we go in order, number one was Face Off. That was Jeffrey. Jeff's. Number two was adaptation. P
1: got money in the bank, so I took that one
2: in place of Lord of War. Yes. So that would make the next one was Leaving Las Vegas. Was that four? Three? That was me. Three. We Six. have number. Yep. Number four was Mandy. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was uh me. Jeffrey. That was Jeff. Number five was Raising Arizona. That was me. Number six was Matchstick Men. That was Peter. Number seven, Con Air. Jeff. Number eight, Bad Lieutenant, Port of Call, New Orleans. That was me. I
1: probably shouldn't have been in there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that might be the one. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. That
1: might be the one where it's like, I don't know. No, it should definitely be in there. You guys need to rewatch that or something. I don't Look. You, never mind. It was very good. That that was one of my most enjoyable rewatches of this entire list.
2: It's my biggest
1: grade
4: I have grudges with all four of Vinny's picks. Oof. <laughs> Oofah. Oh,
2: oh boy, what am very I at good. here? Uh,
1: uh nine. number
4: nine?
2: Number nine was eight millimeter.
3: Broke my heart.
2: <laughs> I don't think that's a bad pick at number nine. Number ten was Color Out of Space. I wanted that higher.
3: Yeah, I, I, it was originally. I had it at a uh, number
2: five. Uh,
3: was it yeah, ten.
2: Uh was Snake Eyes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just poo-pooing all your am picks.
2: <laughs> am I at eleven here?
1: Yeah. Twelve. Twelve. Twelve was The Weatherman. Sorry, I'm getting were yeah, poo-pooing things, and i poo-pooing The Weatherman. <laughs> you haven't seen it.
3: He had a very good argument. I've <laughs> seen every
1: movie you picked. <laughs>
3: uh,
2: Thirteen was Willy's Wonderland. I actually thought Willy's Wonderland would go way earlier. Uh, higher. That's know, what I space. thought,
3: too. That's the one that scared me
2: off of uh, Color it, Out of the, Space. That sets the whole tone.
3: Yeah, because I had Willy's Wonderland at, at 7 and Color Out of Space at 5, and then as soon as it got picked at 13, I was like, oh, I've got to drop Color Out of Space, because I can't have it that far uh, um, ahead of that. I can't have that at 5 I, and Willy's Wonderland at 13.
2: Color Out of Space was so out there that I... I wanted it higher. Just I loved it. For like my own personal Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a fan of that kind of thing.
3: I want to see just Nick Cage do all Lovecraft stories.
2: <laughs> I think that's a pretty well
1: put together list. It represents all the genres, all the
2: craziness
1: from low crazy <laughs> to high crazy. All the phases of Cage. Yeah.
2: It catches them all for sure. Hmm. I
3: I wish I could just get in that guy's head and just know when it happened. Like when it was just like... It
1: was was about that time. Uh,
3: I guess. I guess.
1: Alright. Any closing remarks?
3: Nah, man. I'm tired. We did a a pretty hefty show here. Two two and a half hours. A lot Um, of content. A lot of content. This is one I know. So we'll
0: uh,
1: be coming at you with a... We don't know what yet, but some kind of watch us or die. We'll pick something good for you people. Yes. And then after that, our final list of the month will be the complete Hellraiser franchise. Oh,
3: boy, I got to start watching. It should
1: be a doozy. Yeah,
3: because after two, it's just a blur.
1: I don't think <laughs> Steph's going to enjoy watching that one.
3: Well, tell her to get I her. mean, the first
1: couple who wouldn't enjoy it, but when you're watching that whole franchise, tell her to you're to
3: have to win it. <laughs> Tell her to get out her best bondage gear and get into an S&M state of uh, mind because it's Clive Barker sexy. Maybe I'll
0: drug
3: her. <laughs> Give her some brownie. And that's <laughs> on
4: on tape.
3: Ah, he means like ambient or something. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing bad. All right, well, I'm going to wrap it up. Peter, any parting words? No. No? Sean? I'm glad to be here. He's
1: disappointed in me. and no, it hurts.
3: No. I'm uh, yeah, I be here. just... Thank you guys for being here.
2: National treasure. My testicles!
3: (laughs) Oh boy, on that, uh, I'm Jeff and he's Betty. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here.
1: And we're out. All right, let me get
0: Steph down here to take our picture before Jeff leaves.